Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Walk on the raw authentic media where we keep it raw and authentic. You hear what I'm saying? It ain't no tongue biting, none of that. We keep it real, we keep it raw, and we keep it authentic. Make sure you join us. Peace to his law. I'm Nova Terrell out today, and this is Real Authentic Media. Tonight, we're going to go in. Topic will be, is ISIS real or is ISIS Israel? We'll be going into that at 720. We're going to play some music for like 20 minutes, and then Brother Moon is going to come on, and we're going to build Sit back and relax. We'll be back. And I'm 
Welcome to Raw Authentic Media, family. We will begin in approximately 14 minutes, all right? We're just um, waiting for some more people to call in so nobody won't miss this important message that we have tonight. So sit back and relax. Oh, 
Saturday, 7 p.m. EST, that Eastern Standard Time. You know, we're going to be going in. You see what I'm saying? New topic, new discussion every week. Also note that um, every Sunday, we're going to have um, world greatest mathematician, Dr. Gabriel Oyibu, with us on um, the 7 to 9 you know, it's a standard time. And um, December the 7th, this year, 9 p.m. EST, that should be featured on uh, Dr. Arlene Bay L. Network. 
And um, the title of that network is First World Radio, as a matter of fact. So I should be focused on Fourth World Radio, um, December the 9th, excuse me, December the 7th, 9 p.m. EST. The call-in number is 626-414-3535, which again, that is 626-414-3535. All right, let me say it one more time. 626-414-3535. All right, and that's going to be on December the 7th, 9 p.m. EST. No um, color ID, no PIN number, none of that stuff. You know, you just go ahead and uh, dial that number, and you should be on the boat. Another show coming up. And by the way, that show that I have on Dr. Eileen Bay, um, the entitlement is um, our government's extraterrestrial. Now, my following show, the same month, on December the 19th, is going to be um, 6 p.m. EST, Eastern Standard Time, at Do the Knowledge Radio with the host, Born Knowledge Allah, the entitlement of that show that I'm going to be featured on is entitled Metaphysics of Nullness. And the calling number is area code 713, number 955-0707. Again, 713-955-0707. One more time. 713-955-0707. And that is going to be December 19th, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. All right? So, hope to hear from y'all on those two very important days that we're coming up. And, you know, it's a lot of goodies, you know what I mean, coming our way. You know what I mean? I ain't going to tell you everything, but, you know, just stick with us. You know, you will see what's good. So, um, my brother, Noble Terrell Aline Bay, came up with this topic and um, this subject. You know, and uh, it sort of coincides with something that I already have planned into doing. Now, what I was working on before we decided to come up with this title was basically the creation of Islam. You know, the founders of Islam. Because for those who call themselves Muslims, They do not have the correct story of how Islam and why Islam was funded. The story, the origins of Islam when it comes to the story begins with the mission that Prophet Muhammad 
had begun in his mission to aware the Middle East and Africa, these two places particularly, about Islam. So if you really look at the events, you'll say, well, this is not really the origin of Islam. Based on what they're telling me. Really, what they're telling me is that, you know, um, how did Islam begin? You know? Um, to get his message around. Yeah. But, they, but their so-called purpose of them, you know what I'm saying, um, spreading this message about Islam was basically um, the purpose was basically, you know, preventing people from worshiping pagan gods. All right. Now, if you look during the period when people were so-called pagan worshippers. And people, mainly Muslims, would try to make you feel like a pagan worshiper. You know what I'm saying? There's something to condemn, something to look down upon, something to, you know what I'm saying, cast stones on and, you know, just basically despise. Well, in actuality, you should be looking down upon religion more than you should be looking down upon pagan worshiping, so what they call it. Because it wasn't until the emergement of religion that the elements and the creatures of the planet Earth, you know, was no longer respected, was no longer, you know, uh, acknowledged as being sacred was no longer preserved, was no longer valued. If you to study the history of um, historical events that took place during the time of pagan worshiping, which predates religion, okay? Let me mention that. Because Allah didn't come into creation and Prophet Muhammad didn't come into creation, wasn't even mentioned or acknowledged those two particular terms and concepts that come with them terms wasn't even acknowledged until Islam had came. And Islam is the newest major monotheistic religion out of the five, first being Christian, Judaism, Hinduism, Buddhism, then Islam. All right? The whole concept of Yahshua, Aaron, or Aaron, Dawit, or David, Shamshan, or Simpson, and, you know, many other biblical characters. In this creation of the Lord Almighty, 
that was not acknowledged, and no concepts that came along with it were not acknowledged prior to Christianity. So the form of worshiping and the gods and goddesses that was acknowledged and worshiped before the creation of the five monotheistic religions were at the time were, um, you know, basically elements and forces that came with the elements, all right? And now that is known as pagan worship. But during that time, there was less oppression. During that time, there was, there wasn't, you know what I'm saying, no systematic establishment to make people stay in poverty. Or, you know what I mean, to have people incarcerated, massively incarcerated. America considered a Christian country. And look what goes on here. You understand? So, I mean, that should tell you something. Right, but anyway, enough of that. So right now, what I'm about to go in, I'm about to give you a little rundown about the real origins of Prophet Muhammad and Islam. Because this needs to be understood so we can fully understand this ISIS and this Israel situation. So we can, you know what I'm saying, um, have more of uh, a perspective on why it was even created. Now, this, I'm going to share with you an excerpt from an article I have written that's available at King G. Inc. You can um, read this article at kingginc.com. You'll have to become a member. It's only available through membership. Not to visit the website or to, you know, and, uh, use the website, but to have access to many materials, you know, being two libraries, archival articles and episodes and et cetera. Okay, here I, here I go. I'm going to go ahead and I'll read this excerpt. I'm going to start from um, page two of this article. And I'll let you know what page I end on once I end. But it says, I'll quote, In the Vatican briefing, Cardinal Bia told us this story. A wealthy Arabian lady who was a faithful follower of the Pope played a tremendous part in this drama. She was a widow named Khadija. Now, let me start right there. For all those who are familiar with the history of Islam know that Khadijah was the wife of Prophet Muhammad. Now let's continue. Her job was to find a brilliant young man who could be used by the Vatican to create a new religion and become the Messiah for the children of Ishmael. She soon found young Muhammad and they were married. She had given her wealth to Mother Church and retired to a convert. While there, she was given a strange assignment and sent back into the world. Khadija had a cousin named Wawakwan, who, like herself, was a very faithful Roman Catholic. He had tremendous influence on Muhammad. 
the Vatican had him placed in a critical spot as Muhammad advisor. Rome had found their men, and money was no object. Teacher was sent to young Muhammad, and he underwent intensive training. Muhammad devoured the works of St. Augustine under Rawakwan teaches it became a devotee of his great calling. Now, now, when you hear Muhammad, know that we're talking about Prophet Muhammad. All right? And this, this predates the mission of Prophet Muhammad spreading Islam to the world. This is right here is the true objective and purpose of him spreading the message of Islam and the creation of the religion Islam. And know that when we talk about the Vatican, yes, we're talking about the Roman Catholic Church. Hmm. Okay. Let's continue. On to page three. Under orders from the Vatican, Roman Catholic Arabs across the North Africa began spreading the story of a great one who was about to rise up upon the people and to be chosen one of their gods. When Muhammad began receiving his divine revelation in the cave in Mount Hira, not far from the outskirts of Mecca, Rawakwan, the Roman Catholic cousin of Muhammad's wife, okay, and know that his wife was Khadijah. That's what we're talking about, continuation became deeply involved in interpreting the vision given to Muhammad, and eventually out of all this came forth the holy book of Islam called the Quran, which contained many of Muhammad's writings. Interestingly, from an early stage, Muslim received protection from the Catholic king because Muhammad's revelation concerning the Virgin Mary. But there still remain unpublished books of Muhammad and they are now in the hands of high-ranking holy men, quote-unquote, ayatollahs, in the Islam faith. Mm. I wonder why they're not exposing that to the public. Continuation, and we'll be finished soon. When Cardinal Bia shared this with us in the Vatican, he said, these writings are guarded because they contain information that leads the Vatican to the creation of Islam. Ooh. Okay, now let's emphasize off that. These holy men, high-ranking holy men in Islamic faith, known as Ayatollahs, guarded the writings because they contain information that leads the Vatican to the creation of Islam. Huh? Oh, okay. Okay. That's so so in other words, they're not actually guarding it. But you know uh they're hiding it. Hmm. All right. Let's continue. We'll be finishing this up shortly. Both sides have so much information on each other that if exposed it would create such a scandal, it will cause a major disaster for both religions. By the time Muhammad died, the religion of Islam was exploding. The nomadic Arabs tribes were joining forces in the name of Allah and his prophet Muhammad. Now, let me correct something. Nomadic Arab tribes. A motherfucking Arab is a nomad. Off the rip. Because the term Arab 
means to roam about. So with that being said, if Arab is a dim nomad, a nomad can't be subscribed to a particular race. This is why you have terms such as black Arabs and Arabs and white Arabs. You understand what I'm saying? Earliest term that Arabs was identified with, believe it or not, were what you call as Moors because they have roamed about from many places of West Africa all the way across the Mediterranean Sea into Europe and spread from there all the way down to America, conquering lands. And as they moved through the Middle East, they started to recruit, you know what I'm saying, Asian people and people from Turkey, which were called pale Arabs. They recruited them to conquer countries in Europe, today known as Spain, Portugal, Italy, France, Germany, Sweden. All right. Just had to clear that for the records. <coughs> Continuation. In their holy books, the Quran, Jesus is regarded as only a prophet. If the Pope was his representative on earth, then he also must be a prophet of God, which calls the follower of Muhammad to fear and respect the Pope as another holy man. The Pope moved quickly and issued bulls, granting the Arabs general permission to invade and conquer the nations of North Africa. See, that would that that would that 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 was it was about. Situation, and we'll be finishing quite shortly. The Vatican's help to finance the building of these massive Islam armies in exchange for three special favors. Number one, eliminate the Jews, which they call infidels. Number two, protect Augustinian monks. Oh, let me say that again. Augustinian monks. Uh, uh, <clears throat> do you mean, uh, Augustine monks? Oh, okay. Oh, oh, so you call Augustine monks, Augustinian monks. All right. Let's go over to it again. Protect Augustinian monks in the Roman Catholics. And number three, conquer Jerusalem for his holiness in the Vatican. There you go. The true creation of Islam in a nutshell. And once again, the three reasons why the Vatican helped to influence Islam was because of what I just mentioned. Right? Now, that was from page two to four of my article called The Secrets of Religion. You got to read that article. That article, man, man, will break all this bull crap about religion down. You understand what I'm saying? So, back to what I was saying. I was, um, personally, I was on a mission, you know what I'm saying, to um, decode Islam. You feel what I'm saying? And, um, you know, basically clear the smoke, clear the falsehood. 
You know what I mean? Practicing misconception. And uh, you know, another song named Barry King, you know what I'm saying, with this um, you know, this title. Is a real world or you know, is uh no no, it's ISIS. ISIS bro, ISIS is a real I'm like, okay, well shoot uh, I'm gonna add some little pieces to my research, you feel me, and make that coincide with this topic. And, you know, the most high work beautifully because you know, when he mentioned that title, something being like, ding, you know what? This is another piece, you know what I'm saying, that needs to be added into, you know what I'm saying, the history of Israel, and also, you know what I'm saying, that needs to be acknowledged why ISIS even exists today. So here we go. We got the Roman Catholic, which is a religion that created a religion. You understand? So, their whole term to keep people divided and conquered is to create religions and influence people from different regions to join these religions and to conflict against one another. Right? Same reason why they created ISIS. You understand? And they sent them out to attack individuals in different nations. And ISIS is related to the religion of Islam. And ISIS actually has two meanings to it. And I'm going to get into that later on. Really, I ain't even touched on ISIS yet. You understand? I'm telling you, man, this presentation is going to blow some fucking lid top. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm going to bring up some questions right now. I'm not even worrying about no questions from the audience. I got some goddamn questions. And I bet you nobody in the audience will be able to answer these questions that I have. But these questions that I have is geared towards the Muslims. Because right now, we need to clear up some smoke screens. So these questions that I have for you Sunnis out there, and I guarantee you that you guys will not be able to answer none of these questions I have. You understand? See, when this whole little debate had took place in the conscious community, and you could go to King G and join membership and listen to many of my episodes. I didn't like this shit. You know what I'm saying? I didn't like it. You know, I thought that. I'm like, man, why these brothers debating, man? This, you know, so they're going to be causing divisions. You know what I'm saying? People won't got stop. You know what I mean? Confrontations and, you know, you know, it's just going to throw people off. And it did throw people off. But then after a while, you know, I, when the debates first started taking place, you know what I'm saying, I didn't really, um, I, I didn't pay them no attention. I didn't look at none of those debates that Brother Polite had and Sarnetta had going up. I wasn't interested. I, was, I wasn't interested. And, you know, I used to be, um, I used to be following up with Brother Polite real tough, man, until they started doing those debates. And I sort of backed off, like, you know what, I, I ain't trying to fuck with this cat no more. But then, you know, Actually, you know what I'm saying, humble myself and like, you know what, man, let me check out this debate between, you know what I'm saying, the Hebrew Israelites, you know, Brother Polite and what they got going on. And as I watched it, and as I watched the debate, the, the actual debate, you know, it was done, it was done scholarly, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it was done scholarly, man. I mean, it, you know, it, I seen the purpose of why, you know what I'm saying, um, Sagnetta. And Brother Polite started these debates. 
And then with my dude, I could catch some the Amin Rock squad started to come and you know what I'm saying started to um enter, you know, Harlem and shit. Because, you know, he was like, he was a big contributor of the country community in Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? I met the brother personally. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, that brother right there, man, I had, when I met him, it was like during the time where I was doing my own research on Islam. You know what I'm saying? Because I was a part of it. And, I, you know, I wanted to see, like, man, this something that I should keep on continuing. I hear what the Muslims telling me, but I want to, you know what I'm saying, you know, study this history myself and do some reasoning. He handed me the book called The Destruction of Black Civilization. And when I read that book right there, you understand it um, cleared up a lot of the bullshit, you know what I'm saying, about religion in general, not just Islam itself. But anyway, you know, anybody who knows about Akiket, you know, his nickname is AKA God Killer. For those who don't know, you know what I'm saying? And um, he considered himself not a black atheist, but a real black atheist. You understand? Not to say that, you know, I um, promote or, you know, a, a part of, you know, his mission and what he represents. But, you know, I've seen that, you know, after a while, man, you know, you start meditating on things. You know what I'm saying? You start sitting back and you, and you, and, and, and you learn not to be judgmental. You know what I'm saying? You sit back and learn not to be judgmental and then you actually... So why is Brother I Can Catch attacking religion so hard? Why is Brother Polite is attacking religion so hard? Why Dr. York was attacking religion so hard? And a lot of people who don't, a lot of people haven't gotten into Dr. York. The reason I can tell you, and you can, and if it's true, you can admit this. But the reason why a lot of y'all don't really deal with Dr. York is because when you look him up on YouTube, you know what I'm saying, he's talking something about Cain or Jesus or Paul or whatever it is. And when you read one of his books, you know what I'm saying, it's about religion was, you know what I'm saying, was Adam black or white or, you know what I'm saying, was Jesus God, you know what I'm saying, or, you know what I mean, stuff in that nature. And, And based off of that, many probably assume that, Oh man, this nigga over here, man, teaching about you know what I'm saying, you know, religious shit. But those were titles that Doctor York had put out there. You understand? And we're gonna be on the topic. You know what I'm saying? I just want, you know, I just want y'all to understand something before we really go in. Oh, we about to go in. We just, you know, we're not even warming up right now. But anyway, when I read Doctor York's book, it was, uh, you know. I heard about Dr. York, man, you know what I'm saying, 2004. I didn't really fuck with him because, you know, you know, all that religious shit that was attached to him. And my homeboy was just reading this shit, and, you know, I was telling my homeboy, he was into it. He was always kicked from science. And I'm like, y'all still kicked from science from? I'm like, Dr. George books. And I'm looking at the cover. They say you should never judge a book by its cover, man. Don't do that. Don't make that mistake. But I'm looking at the cover, and I'm like, oh, over religious shit. Why the fuck that nigga reading his Jesus shit? And I picked up that book, son, and I'm telling you, man, I see more goddamn science and mathematics in that book and deep-ass historical information in that book that I've seen in any other book in the conscious community. Combined. 
And I was like, then I started reading more of his books. I'm like, yo, John is kicking mathematics and science. This is real. And then when you listen to his videos, you know what I'm saying, you'll see that he used he used those titles or religious titles because you got to understand during his time when he first came out in '67, you know what I'm saying, people were real religious during this time. You know what I mean? Everybody was a Muslim, everybody was a Christian, or some shit like that. It wasn't like today when people were like, "Oh man, you know, they don't believe in no motherfuckers either." You know what I mean? I don't believe in no Muhammad. You know this is. You know, it wasn't that time, but so he came up with some titles to draw religious people in, and when they came in and they listened to his videos, he was kicking science. Science that was so deep and that was so heavy that the scientific community right now is barely starting to listen. So is it a true reason why the scientific community is just now talking about the stuff that Dr. York had been talking about. Number one is either they hid the stuff from the public for some decades before they revealed it. And I'm not talking about just one decade. It had to have been two or three decades. Because Dr. York said stuff two or three decades ago, scientifically, you know what I'm saying, that's just not being said. Either they hid this stuff from the public for two or three decades, you know, or the brother, you know what I'm saying, uh, you know, just wanted to form, you know, I mean, he just had a source of information, you know, that they didn't have accessible to themselves, that they wasn't, that they didn't even acknowledge. And not to mention, Dr. Phil Valentine said a lot of stuff that the scientific community is just now getting involved with, you know, understand. So, you know, I just brought that up, you know, just to let you know that right now, man, this whole this, this whole shit about religion, man, we need to come back and revisit this. You understand? We need to come back and revisit this. Because, you know, um, I didn't realize how much of our... Because me, you know what I'm saying, having a certain type of associates, it's like when you in a circle... For conscious people, you know, everybody you communicate with is not just conscious, but very conscious. You understand? Very conscious. Beyond conscious. What I call it. We're not even conscious. People associate with beyond conscious. So when you deal with people like that, you know, it's like you start asking yourself, man, you're like, you start thinking that everybody is like that. You know what I'm saying? You start thinking that everybody knows this stuff, that you and your circle know. You know what I mean? So me being around, you know what I'm saying, brothers who who always kick the knowledge and wisdom, you know, I literally was thinking, you know what I'm saying, or made a made a mistake into thinking that, yo, everybody knows the reason is cool, right? You know what I'm saying? Everybody know that. But then when I seen Brother Polite and them debating, I realized how much niggas are still stuck on Islam. How much niggas is still stuck in the Hebrew Israelite shit? And then I was like, okay, all right, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let them cats take care of that. You know, so I'm gonna let them brothers out there, you know, saying knock that religion shit out. You know what I mean? It's still a little small. But then I started hearing what the Hebrew Israelites was teaching. 
and they talking and they saying shit like fuck the Africans, chop off African heads, chop off baby heads. You know what I'm saying? Fuck them stinking Africans. You know what I'm saying? We're not no Africans. The white man closer to us. You know what I'm saying? Then a then a stinky African. And niggas is believing this shit. Niggas is set something in it. And they're trying to use the scripture to back all these crazy-ass ideologies they had. And I was like, yo, son, if niggas is believing this crap, if they accepting this crap, and if people is talking shit like this, oh, homie, I got to make it my mission now to smash all this shit. Set the record straight. But I realize, you know what I'm saying, how lost people still live. And these people who you will consider as being conscious, who's saying this crazy-ass shit. And then you got the conscious people who turn their backs on religion. You understand? But without fully understanding the book, that represent these religions, such as the Holy Bible and the Holy Quran. They left the religions, they turned their backs on these books as well, without fully understanding the symbolic message of these books. And because of that, you know what I'm saying, they lost their spirituality, and they turned back into a nigger, savage-ass nigger. But now they're a savage-ass nigger with knowledge. You understand? You know, that know a little bit more than what they knew before. Because since they really didn't understand the Holy Bible, since they really didn't understand the Holy Quran, you know, they really don't understand this paradigm that we live in. It. You know, they really don't know who is, who is the Satan and who is the God. Understand. You know what I'm saying? Many of them say that they believe in the most high, but don't know who the most high is. Many of them talk about Satan, but don't know who Satan is. And the reason why? Because they never really understood the books that they read. Because since the Holy Bible was attached, You know, saying to certain religions, people automatically associated that book with the concepts of those religions. The Bible don't have shit to do with Christianity. The Bible don't have shit to do with Judaism. The Bible don't have shit to do, you know, say with Hebrewism. The Bible don't have shit to do with none of that crap that try to claim it. But since those religions claim the Bible. People judge the Bible based off of those religions. The Bible don't have shit to do with no Sunni Muslims. I mean, the Quran don't have shit to do with no Sunni Muslims. The Quran don't have shit to do with no goddamn Shiite Muslims. The Quran don't have shit to do with no nation of Islam. Sorry if I hurt your goddamn toes. But since those three, matter of fact, I ain't sorry shit. Matter of fact, those three religions, since they claim the Holy Quran, people 
automatically attach those concepts of those religions to the Holy Quran. And if you're looking at these books from the eyes and from the views of the religions who claim them, then you are deceived. And now you turn away from the book because you no longer accept those religions. You turn yourself away from the book without fully understanding the message, without understanding the science and the mathematics of these books. You turn away from these books not realizing that it was that it was science and mathematics in these books, and some of these motherfuckers so ignorant, like the Hebrew Israelites, they will tell you, we don't believe in science. When that fucking Bible got deep-ass chemistry, alchemy, physics inside of it, as mentioned, parabolically, symbolically. See, for those who really, really read the scripture that even predate these books called the Bibles and the Holy Quran, if you read the story, you know what I'm saying, of creation from the ancient Egyptians, if you read the stories of creation from the Igbo tribe and all these other ancient African tribes, you will know that their stories were scientific. But you were deceived into thinking that these stories were mythology, so when you read them, you didn't take them serious. And since you're devoid of science, when you read these stories, you didn't understand the science that was being mentioned by these stories. Their ancestors were brilliant. They taught science and story. Because if you want to teach a child, it's better to teach a child in terms of a story. That's the best way to teach a child. So they taught the child science and story. And then as they got older, they revealed, they got into the better. The, you know what I'm saying, the, the um, theoretical part of the story that they was teaching. You understand? Because, you know, you can't come up to no baby, you know what I'm saying, and tell them, yeah, you know, um, the molecules in the center, you know, in the electron orbits around the, you know what I'm saying, the, 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 the neutron, you know, and then you also have the proton and the neutron in the nucleus, you know, of the atom, you feel what I'm saying, little G? And, um, you know, no, 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 no. You lose a kid attention. So you had to put it in a story in order for the child, you know what I'm saying, to really understand and to really absorb the message. But you got to call into them two events that I have coming up in December to understand, you know what I'm saying, what the scriptures is really saying. Because this isn't what this show is about. You know what I'm saying? Just to make it mention. But yeah, you know what I'm saying? But we're going to get into that Israel. I'm about to go ahead and unmute the floor to number of Terrell Aline Bay. You know what I'm saying? He about, to, he about to fire off his first shot into this topic. And then I'm about to come on in afterwards. So long, God. Number Terrell. Okay. We go ahead and wait, you know what I'm saying? For the guy to come in, he should be coming in pretty soon. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, we about. Yo, right. Hold right. on one second. Let me get this right. together. Yeah. Um. 
Glory to God today. And we're going to deal with this question. Is ISIS real or is ISIS Israel? Because basically, what Brother Zinc is answering is a lot of trick knowledge that's been going on and giving the people false images of the creative through groups that are created by the Vatican. Now, not just the Vatican. We got the CIA. We got America. We got Israel. As you saw yesterday, a woman and a man in San Bernardino who killed 14 people. So everybody should be nice and scared of this ice and the fear that's being created is on purpose to work on the minds of people and fool them into falling into one faith or another as if this is God's work or God's way. Now, we got good evidence. And the evidence is irrefutable that America and Israel's Secret Service works together and they started ISIS to fuck with Syria. And basically, we have to ask ourselves first, before we go into that, who owns ISIS? And who funds it? It's very important to know that. Now, we're going to give you some names here. And we're going to break that down. But it's something called Genie. And this has a lot to do with oil and everything else. But I'm going to give you some names first. And then I'm going to go into the cycle with this. This Genie Energy Advisory Board, this has to do with oil and everything, and the people who run it is former chair of the U.S. Senate, Homeland Security Appropriations Subcommittee, Mary Landrow, former CIA Director, James Woolsey, former Vice President, Dick Cheney, another Blackwater, Fox News owner, Rupert Murdoch, <laughs> Lord Jacob Rothschild, of course, former New Mexico government, governor and former energy secretary, Bill Richardson, former engineer of the Glass-Steagall Act, Larry Summers, head fund speculator, Michael Steinhoff. I'm sure that you ain't heard none of these names and all of this chaos that's been going on from the news. Their names have been silent. And that's on purpose. So now that we got the players up here, we're going to deal with some things here. Because Illuminati is definitely involved in this. 
virus is definitely involved. And the people that I've mentioned to you definitely have something to do with it in the body. Since 2011, they've been saying that Assad must go. That's the president of Syria. In the British House of Commons, in the U.S. Congress, they've been saying he must go. The failed color revolution of Arab Spring, the snipers, shooting at both protesters and police to incite violence did not succeed in overthrowing the duly elected Assad government. In spite of the Assad being painted as Hitler and a murderer of his own people in the Murdoch propaganda media group, Murdoch owns the papers. They ain't over to Assad to create a Sunni caliphate incorporating Turkey, Syria, Iraq, Jordan, and Saudi Arabia with the greater Israel extending from Sinai across the Euphrates River. By the middle of 2013, the so-called rebel forces were by and large defeated by the Syrian armed forces. And the state's chemical attack blamed on the side turned out to be the handiwork of the rebels, moderate by white house standards. Children abducted from their families and gassed to death is moderate. The demand for no fly zone, similar to the one imposed on Libya, was vetoed by Russia. Syria was not bombed by NATO as a result. And out of nowhere, in flashy Toyota trucks were fully backed YouTube, Twitter, and Internet presence, accompanied by fake behavior videos using stage sets and blue screen ISIS hit the headlock. But we're going to say it again. Who owns and controls ISIS? Pepe Escobar points out, Diaz stolen oil can't flow through Damascus-controlled territory, can't flow through Shiite-dominated Iraq, can't go east to Iran, it's Turkey and nothing. Turkey is the easternmost arm of NATO. The U.S. and NATO support Turkey, so a case can be made that the U.S. and NATO ultimately support Daesh. What's certain is that illegal Daesh oil and illegal, illegal KRG oil fit the same pattern interest, energy interest by the usual suspects playing a very long game. But these interests and focus is going to control every possible oil asset in Iraq, Kurdistan, and the liberated Syria. Crucial to know that Tony Horizon came with his running Jeanette, whose top priorities control oil fields that were first stolen from Baghdad and will eventually be stolen from the Iraqi Kurds. Let's start with Haywood, the SBP Deepwater, Deepwater Horizon phase. Okay, so you know BP and what they did, whose company Valaris merged with the Turkish oil firm Janelle Energy to create a 4.5 billion company with operations in northern Iraq. Is the news reporting this? Have you heard any of this on the news? Same area where we find ISIS operating. Janelle turned his registered office in Jersey and headquarters in Kala, Turkey. You know the country is buying all that stolen illegal Iraqi and Syrian oil from ISIS. Those involved in Janelle are Nat Rafcha, Julian Metharev, Mehmet Anin Kadamehmet, and Mehmet Satil. 
this brings us to Golan Heights. Israel has been supporting ISIS on the Golan and the recent region with the now the major oil deposits have been found there. Resolution 242, where they are to hand the Golden Heights of Syria and slipped their minds. The company involved in one G Energy, who has a registered office in Newark, New Jersey. The interested parties are Howard Jarvis, Alvin Golden, Jeffrey Rockwater, Etienne, Dick Cheney, Rupert Murdoch, James Wilby, former CIA director, Larry Summers, former head of the U.S. Treasury, Jacob Rothschild, Michael Steinhardt, an American hedge fund manager and philanthropist to Jewish causes. And anyone familiar with the truth behind 911 attack, who has really been behind, will recognize the number of names of the people involved in Jeanette. Israel, in turn, by 75%. Iraq and Kurdish fall from Turkey, who from Janelle or ISIS, once again, who from Janelle or ISIS, or Erdogan fronting for Janelle and buying from ISIS, Israel has also bombed Syria on a number of occasions. Now, this kind of sounds a lot like what they're doing now is the same thing that my brother was just talking about, setting up Islam. Back in the day, in in in, in the eighth century, seventh century. Okay, here's how rockers, Rockefellers, Israel piles up to seventy five percent of its oil from Iraqi Kurdistan. More than a third of such imports come through the port of Sinan, and some is inevitably from this territory. In Turkey, the oil is sold by middleman, Uncle Fareed, brokering deals between smugglers and oil corporations. Mafia and criminal figures, the Peter Zako, the highest bidder, paying 25% of the oil value in hard cash as an upfront deposit. Oil tax is passed through Nineveh, the Nineveh province, and heading north to Zako, a Kurdish city near Turkey's border. In Syria, IS producing most of this oil from the Kanoko and out here in oil fields in the effort. In Iraq, ISIS is producing most of this oil from our Najma and our Karara oil fields in Masul. ISIS sees the equipment of a small Asian oil company that was developing a field close to Mosul when it overran the Iraq city in June 2014. Big question that we'll be asking since Russia Started bombing ISIS in Syria. And over to over to Yeah, it's kind, of, it's kind of hard to um, hear what you're saying. Can you try to uh, speak a little bit more clear and a little bit more slow, so we could pick up the words that you're saying more easily. Yes. Under the guise of supporting moderate rebels to overthrow Assad, you know those guys who gas little children to death, chop people's heads off, and eat the liver of their victims. The American pattern. If anything, been assisting ISIS, including the CIA, who trained them in Jordan. Extremist Wahhabi sects, supplied by Saudi Arabia, Qatar, and other brotherhood, Muslim brotherhood cells around the world. People who think that Janelle and Jeannie, both British and American interests, would have been supporting all efforts to end the rate of terror by ISIS in Syria. But this has not been the case. 
Now, one word for any of these individuals, that's it. The Hegemonic Murdoch Media Press, only the Assad must go. Mantra is repeated. On Monday, the 16th of November, the Russian president, who has disconnected himself from the Zionists, presented to the G20 a list of 40 countries and individuals that have been either directly or indirectly supporting ISIS. And on the 30th of November, to the absolute shock of the world, the Russian intelligence agency produced satellite images of thousands of oil trucks transporting stolen oil from Iraq and Syria into Turkey. The scale of the operation is nominal. There's still no word from Janela G. And at the same time, keep two or more items of information on your screen. For months, brokers working with, we are told, Venture Corporation and British Petroleum bought up a variable seed or surplus tanker trucks across America. Look at the highways. Can't see, can't say you don't notice. Drilling off the ships at the port of Houston, they travel east, but they are now being destroyed by Russian bombers. Trucks that used to supply America's interstate highway system. Now they're in Syria and the Middle East. During November, a two-mile-long backup, backup of oil tankers was sent off the coast of Texas. And over 20 million barrels of oil were waiting to offload. More than 41 tankers were anchored off the port of Houston. According to veterans, this is where the ISIS oil trucks transported stolen oil from Syria and Iraq came from Houston in the first place. In the meantime, their front man, Erdogan, is being thrown under the bus. Not only is Erdogan being thrown out of the crocodile by the wolf, or thrown out of the crocodile by the wolf, both Saudi Arabia and Turkey are going to be left holding the can for the Holocaust that has taken place in Syria, and the total destruction of the infrastructures as well as the rape of the antiquities and ancient sites in Palmyra. Let us be very clear. ISIS is not just a terrorist organization. They call it a Sunni terrorist organization. That means it blocks and targets Shia. That means it's serving the interests of Turkey and Saudi Arabia, even as it poses a threat to And they say, who trained them? Who has supplied the oil trucks? Who is buying the stolen oil from Ankara and shipping it to Israel and Texas? Who has been running a major propaganda campaign against the Saudi media? And we saw really about a pipeline going from Qatar to Syria into Turkey, or is it something else? Then, let me mention the names again. Former chair of the U.S. Senate Homeland Security Appropriations Subcommittee, Mary Landrieu. Former CIA director, James Wolverine. Former Vice President, Bill Dick Cheney. Fox News owner, Ruth Murdoch. Lord Jacob Rothschild. Former Mexico governor and former energy secretary, Bill Richardson. Former engineer of the Glass-Steagall Act, Larry Summers, and hedge fund speculator, Michael Steinhardt. Now, let's go to Sudan. Sudan's president, even. Not just the uh, president from Syria also says this. Sudan's president claims CIA American intelligence agency and Israel's Mossad are behind the Islamist militant group Boko Haram 
and ISIS. You see, this all has to do with Africa. And we know about Africa and what they're there for, what they're in uh, Africa for, to take it over and spread Israel through there. The president of Sudan, and when you hear the word president, you know, they're in the, they're in the thing because they don't usually be president's places like that. If it was Islam, it would be the Ayatollah. So they said the president of this is diplomatic purpose. Have democracies and shit like that. Brother Omar al-Bashir is the president of Sudan. And if they were not worried about the lies, okay, or if they were so afraid, they wouldn't be saying what they said. Now, he spoke after ISIS released the video showing the beheading of 21 Coptic Christians in Libya. And this act prompted you to respond with air airstrikes. Al-Bashir says, I said, CIA and the Mossad stand behind these organizations, and there's no Muslim who would carry out such acts. Remember Boko Haram and Dr. Fiona girls from the school in Nigeria and claim responsibility for the massacre in the northeast Nigerian town of Baghdad. Warning in the video that the killer was just a tip of the iceberg. The ISIS militants have killed thousands through their ability of surgency across Syria and Iraq. United Nations. Okay, United Nations. Because we have access to them too. February 19, 2015, they had a report revealing how Israel coordinated with ISIS villages inside Syria. Syria conflict continues to develop into a proxy war, pitting various foreign national interests against one another, including U.S. versus Syria, U.S. versus Iran, Saudi Arabia versus Syria, Qatar versus Syria, Turkey versus Kurdistan, Iran versus Israel. The real truth begins to emerge that the support network behind Washington's so-called moderate rebels and terrorist groups fighting to dispose of the Assad government in Syria is an interagency network comprised of many contributing covert intelligence agencies, including CIA, M15 and 6 from England, as James Bond shit, Mossad, French, with a French foreign legion, you know it just happened in France. NATO, Jordan, and Saudi Arabia. The state of Israel consistently provided both material, medical relief, and IDF airstrike support to various terrorists and rebel insurgents fighting in Syria. Last month, Israel launched a sixth airstrike inside Syria in the last 18 months, described as target killing against Hezbollah, which Tel Aviv maintains is backed by the sworn enemy Iran, which leader Benjamin Netanyahu claims afford Israel the right to kill them in any time and any place. In 2013, the South government of Damascus invited Lebanese Hezbollah militia to Syria to help eliminate terrorists in Syria. And now the uncomfortable reality is finally surfaced that Israel has been picking off Syrian military 
Hezbollah targets were trying to find out ISIS, al-Qaeda, and our military terrorists, which means that Israel is actually helping ISIS. UN report identified with Syria's labor a crossing point of forces between Israel and ISIS, a point of concern brought before the UN Security Council. Israeli interactions with Syrian rebels have been documented. If the international community were to pull up Israel on its back, they would do what Washington, Saudi Arabia, and others have done, which is play their own deal with the fictional moderate rebels, most of whom have been shown time and time again to be affecting over ISIS. This story has been completely blacked out in the U.S. and U.K. English-speaking corporate media, even though the Israeli press has actually reported this numerous times. And in addition, Israeli newspaper also reported how ISIS hysteria has helped Warhawk Netanyahu's prospects for remaining in power and stating that Israel, Israeli Prime Minister, is about to win another term thanks to the rise of Islamic terror and the paralysis of the central left. Israel may well believe that it is acting in the interest of its national security by adopting the axiom the enemy of my enemy is my friend. However, judging by these and other findings, it's fairly clear that Israel has blood on its hands in the Syrian conflict, but it's trying very hard to conceal their involvement in order to avoid any public outrage over the direct role of the violence in Syria and by extension in Iraq as well. In detail, Syria is very little secret. Okay. It is revealed that the Israeli Defense Forces, IDF, will maintain a regular contact with members of the so-called Islamic State in May of 2013. And this report from the IDF stated that this was only for medical care for civilians. But that story fell apart when observers identified direct contact between IDF forces and ISIS soldiers. IDF is Israeli Defense Force, including given medical care to ISIS fighters. And observations even included the transfer of two crates from the IDF to ISIS forces, which contents of which have not been confirmed at this time. The UN report identified what the Syrians label a crossing point of forces between Israel and ISIS, according to concern brought before the UN Security Council, and like they don't know. In this report from the UN strengthened the claim by Syrian regime that Israel is heavily involved in operations within the nation. The wall apart a continuing pattern of Israeli support for the Islamic State. And it was only two months ago that Israel attacked the Syrian forces in opposition to ISIS forces. Israeli attacks even killed an Iranian military advisor for the Syrian military just weeks two weeks. And also, this was back in February that this was going on. That is more outrageous. We're both There's some crazy stuff. All right. The United States began operations against ISIS 
It's really how communities want to give any support. To support ISIS, this is Israel concerns in the region, namely that Syria and Iran and U.S. opposition to ISIS has put the United States in the opposition. We want to get all the enemies when we fight them all. Syria and Iran both pose a threat to Israel with their sizable conventional forces, political clout. It was the same way Iraq was before the elimination of Saddam Hussein. At the top of Saddam, pieces of concern remain. Israel appears to still maintain all action. Enemy of my enemy is my friend. Support ISIS with Israel and Israel to eliminate two issues at once. Only one Syria is no longer concerned. A move which, in turn, will neutralize Iranian influence in the region. Israel then will turn its attention to ISIS, hosted by other anti-ISIS forces in Saudi Arabia, Turkey, and the United States. And that would take several more years. However, during the time, ISIS will continue to grow in size and power. And by the time they turn their attention to ISIS, it is quite possible that ISIS would have toppled nation, which Israel is counting on for support of such an operation. Additionally, such groups as ISIS have relied on Saudi Arabia, but Saudi money is conspicuously absent from ISIS confidence. Unlike groups of ISIS has more has self-finance relying upon prostitution and slavery and art for its financial well-being. This in turn removes the protections which Saudi Arabia has relied upon for almost a century to prevent this organization from turning on the House of Saudi and potentially conquering the kingdom, which is now in the sight of the Islamic State. ISIS forces have all but forced courage to become a mighty force unto themselves, much in anger neighboring Turkey. Rather than helping to fight ISIS, you remember Turkey was bombing them. Turkey is instead attacking the forces standing in opposition to ISIS. The entire situation has spiraled out of control. In effect, there's no side to support, as each side is being supported at once in opposition to the other side, and by enabling the creation of ISIS, they have taken an already unstable situation and poured gasoline on it. Now they're facing a true threat, not from ISIS or Iran or Syria, but against the arrogance of the U.S., blinded to the death and destruction created by our actions in the, in, the, in the Middle East, or by U.S. actions in the Middle East. Once we respected throughout the region as neutral peace builders, the nation which oversaw the breakup of the Barbary pirate, that's the Moors, and the country which became eternal friends with the people of Iran and all Europe and Northern, and now we are Israel's respected muscle to carry out their dirty work in an effort to destabilize the region and depower those tiny nations viewed as a threat. They will support anyone if it meets a short term goal, even if it is over is a plot more complex and ridiculous than the episode of past. This can and will cost them in the long term. The United States cannot party this. They cannot be a party to this, but they are. Whatever the political and economic cost, the United States must disengage from all sides of the Middle East before it's too late. Now we got a general. Iraq is working on a Mossad CIA plan to create a greater Israel 
And I remember back in March 2nd, 2007, on uh, Democracy Now. Y'all know Democracy Now. On WBAI with Amy Goodman. She had U.S. General Wesley Clark. He was bringing down the Bush administration's plan to take out seven countries in five years. Once again, Amy Goodman had an interview March 2nd, 2007, with U.S. General Wesley Clark as he broke down the Bush administration's plans to take out seven countries in five years. Iraq, Syria, Lebanon, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, and Iran. The Greater Israel Project and the documentation of surrounding countries as a means of destabilizing it. Balkanization is a geopolitical term that was originally used to describe the process of the fragmentation or the division of a region or state into smaller regions or states that are often hostile or non-cooperative one another. The head of the snake, the system of power, is headed by the financial system. The bankers rule the earth through the proper control of the issuance of money, debt-based money, which are all, all right. which are all supposed to pay with things like austerity measures, which allows them to provide themselves an infinite supply of money, which means they can buy anything oh, and anything oh, oh. that the world no, government or nothing, but public and bankers to control their money supply. The bankers at the top of the pyramid are psychopaths. All right, God, thank you very much, God. Appreciate that. All right, so um, I'm about to, I'm about to yield the floor back to you, like around you know, what I'm saying 9 p.m. But um, so right now let's talk a little bit about ISIS. All right, now when we talk about ISIS, there's three terms that you must consider. First of all, before this organization was known as ISIS. It was known as ISIL. I S I L. Okay. Another term that you got to consider is the term Wahhabi. Wahhabi and Salafi. All of these are terms, you know, what I'm saying that are identified the ideology and the belief of ISIS. Now, as I mentioned before, it was known as ISIS. It was known as ISIL, which means, because ISIL is an abbreviation, you know, actually an acronym of these words I'm about to mention now. Islamic State of Iraq and the Levant, and the Levant. All right, so ISIL, ISIL stands for Islamic State of Iraq and the Levant. All right. Now, ISIL is a Salafi or Wahhabi group. It follows an extremist interpretation of Islam, promote religious violence, and regard Muslims who do not agree with its interpretation as infidels or apostates. According to Hader, Al-Kohi, ISIL philosophy is represented by the symbolism in the black 
standard variant of the legendary battle flag of Prophet Muhammad that is adopted. The flag shows the seal of Muhammad within a white circle with the phrase above it, there is no God but Allah. Such symbolism has been said to point to a still belief that it represents the restoration of the caliph of early Islam. Right, for those who haven't seen the shield, the, the, the flag is black. Got a black background. And they have a circle within it with Islamic letters in there. Saying there is no God but Allah. And that right there is you know, um, the shield of Prophet Muhammad, the seal of Prophet Muhammad, as a matter of fact. And right now, the leaders of the Islamic State are openly clear about their almost exclusive commitment to the Wahhabi movement of Sunni Islam. The group circulate image of Wahhabi religious textbook from Saudi Arabia in the school it controls. Videos from the group terrorists have shown Wahhabi text plastered on the side of an official missionary van. They're promoting this all around. They even got it in the textbook, Saudi Arabia. Now, you know what this enemy do. And it poses its propaganda and its belief into the minds of the children. According to the economist, descendants of the ISIL capital of our Rockwell reports that all 12 of the judges who now run its court system are Saudis. Saudi Wahhabi Practice also followed by the group include the establishment of religious police to rule out vice and enforce attendance at Salah prayers. The widespread use of capital punishment and the destruction or repurposing of any non-Sunni religious building. Bernard Hakil also described our Baghdad creed as kind of Untamed while heaviism. But it's starting to see a connection between <coughs> ISIS and a Sunni group called Wahhabism. And family, I just want to know for those who just called in, them, please either mute your phone or press star five or star six, and I will meet you. Well, okay. Salafists, such as I feel, believe that only a legitimate authority can undertake the leadership of jihad, and that the first priority over other areas of combat, such as fighting non-Muslim countries, is the purification of Islamic society. Mm. Mm. For example, I still regards the Palestinian Sunni group 
Hamas as apostles, apostates who have no legitimate authority to lead Jihad and see fighting Hamas as the first step towards confrontation by ISIL with Israel. So, you know, America backs up Israel, you know, when it comes to military. And the government, if they want to um, start a war with another nation or to perpetuate a war with another nation, what they have to do is basically saying that their allies is being attacked, Israel. So I still was known to have beef with Israel. And then, you know, um, Barack Obama had mentioned in his election, I mean his campaign, that he was going to end the war in Iraq. That's what he said. And then, you know, all of a sudden, um, some notorious group out of Syria, I mean, in Syria and Iraq, they started going haywire. And this group is known to you as ISIS. So one of the purpose, not the ultimate, purposes of ISIS being created by our government was to distract people from the notion that President Obama was supposed to withdraw the troops out of the Middle East. Because for a very long time, people been on his helmet. When are you going to draw the troops out? You mentioned you was going to draw the troops out. You mentioned you are going to draw the troops out. Now we have this notorious, so-called notorious group that they named after the goddess Aset, or Isis, known to some of you guys, is going haywire in the Middle East. And now nobody isn't asking the question why we haven't drawn up the truth yet. But when the question do emerge, because many people are even distracted from that now, but when the question does emerge, when are we going to take the truth out of Iraq? Now they could come with their name and ask Oh, um, you ain't heard about ISIS? Oh, yeah, it's a, ISIS is going around there terrorizing people. You know, um, yeah, I mean, we, 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 we have to make the main station, you know, you know, to protect the people. They're even making shots at our, at our buddies, Israel. See the game now? See the game? Conspiracy theorists in the Arab world have advanced rumors that the U.S. is secretly behind the existence and emboldening of ISIL as part of an attempt to further destabilize the Middle East because the Middle East is coming on up. They got the oil, you know what I'm saying? They got the gas, you understand? You know I mean? like they got other options. Besides America, so, you know, with this uh, 
hell beings do. We become independent of from him, equal to him, or even surpass him in wealth, status, and power. He's going to try to sweep you off your feet before you can even stand on your feet. That's why for any nation to want to be as powerful as China today, they got to do what China and Russia did. And that's become very secretive about their affairs. After such rumor became widespread, the U.S. Embassy in Lebanon issued an official statement denying the allegation, calling them a complete fabrication. The rumors claim that ISIL leader al-Baghdi is an Israeli Mossad agent. And Dr. Terrell was mentioning about the Mossad before. Now, the Mossad, for those who don't know about the Mossad, you better make sure you know about the Mossad. Matter of fact, we should be having a part two of this. And that part two, I'm going to get into the Mossad. I'm going to break down, just like I broke down a little bit of the origins of Islam, I'm going to break down, you know what I'm saying, um, some segments of Mossad. And, um, you know, we're going to go ahead and see if we could draw a relation between Mossad and myself and, you know what I'm saying, the Central Intelligence Board. Right? So, Say again, the ISIL leader, al-Baghdi, is also in Israel. The leader is also an Israeli Mossad agent. Okay, and the Mossad was also created by the CIA. It's a mention. And he also was an actor called Simmons Elliott that the NSA documents Linked by Snowden revealed this connection. Hmm. So the ISIL or ISIS leader is a Israeli Mossad agent, and he also was an actor called Simon Elliott. And they found this out by Ed Snowden leaking leak of the NSA. And for those who don't know, the NSA is the National Security Agency that are responsible for recording all your activities on the computer and on your phone. Northern lawyer called the story a hoax. A hoax. Like if they could believe these fucking politicians. And who even knows? Northern lawyer really working for Snowden. But anyways, according to the New York Times, Right? Many in the Middle East believe that an alliance of the United States, Israel, Saudi Arabia is directly responsible for the creation of ISIL. Egyptians, Tunisians, Palestinians, Jordanians, and Lebanese news organizations have reported on the conspiracy theory. So many know about the conspiracy theory. So you probably wondering, like, oh, why all of a sudden the United States media is mentioning about the creation of the CIA to the ISIL? 
let me tell you something. The news media will not tell you shit until it's being mentioned on a social media account such as Facebook or MySpace or Twitter. And they're not going to tell you nothing unless headlines from a foreign news has some impact on the citizens of America or the people that are reciting or at or in are in America. And the reason why they do this is because they do it so they can psychologically manipulate you into thinking that they do tell you stuff and don't hide stuff. So if news is being spreaded from foreigner news stations and have an influence here and the social media starts spreading the message that millions of people here in the news have to bring it up just to make it seem like they're not hiding anything. But trust me, if those not never have been brought up, you would not never have heard it. When I, if it wasn't for cell phones and camcorders, you wouldn't heard about no Freddie Gray. You wouldn't heard about, you know what I'm saying, these brothers, you know what I mean, who was being brutalized by the police on camera. You wouldn't have heard about it. Just like you ain't heard about, you know what I'm saying, brothers being getting murdered by the police since the force even fucking started. And now all of a sudden people think, oh, now they're killing our little black babies. They've been killing your little black babies, God damn it. reason you know about it, thanks to the camera on the cell phone, you are aware of this. More people are aware of this. But people like me, shit, I've been with these motherfuckers been slaughtering us in the streets. Before everybody started talking about this shit. Right. In November 2006, shortly after the group rebranding as the Islam State of Iraq, the group established the Al Farquhar Foundation for Media Production, which produces CDs, DVDs, poster pamphlets, and web related propaganda products and official statements. It began to expand its media presence in 2003, 2013, excuse me, with the formation of a second media wing. Al-Tazam Media Foundation in March and the Anab Foundation for Media Production specialized in our seed and audio content in August. In May 2004, ISIL established the Al Halat Media Center. Now, this established by ISIL. This, they furthering their own propaganda through the media and social media, which target Western audience and produces material in English, German, Russian, and French. When ISIL announced its expansion, to other countries in November 2004 and established media department for the new branches and its media apparatus ensure that 
the new branches follow the same model used in Iraq and in Syria. The Alpha Constant logo. Then, in December 2004, an FBI director named James Comey stated that I still is propaganda usually flipped. They are broadcasting in something like 23 languages. Hmm. Something about to go down, y'all. I was about to go down. But in July 2014, Al Hayat began publishing a digital magazine called Dabiq in a number of different languages, including English. According to the magazine, his name is taken from the town of Daprek in northern Syria, which is mentioned in the Hadith about Armageddon. The group also ran a radio network called Al Banyan, which airs bulletins in Arabic. Russian and English, and provide coverage of his activity in Iraq, Syria, and Libya. I feel use of social media have described by one effort and probably more sophisticated than that of most U.S. companies. It regularly takes advantage of social media, particularly Twitter, to distribute its message by organizing hashtag campaigns, encouraging Twitter's on popular hashtags and utilizing software applications that enable ISIL propaganda to be distributed automatically via its supported accounts. They even go into the social media with this shit. Told you the social media was ran by the central boys. Another comment that is. ISIS put more emphasis on social media than other jihad groups. They have a very coordinate social media presence. In August 2004, Twitter administrators shut down a number of accounts associated with ISIL. ISIL recreated and publicized new accounts the next day, which were also shut down by Twitter administrators. The group has attempted to branch out into alternative social media sites such as Twitter, Financia, and Dispara, Twitter, and Frenistica. However, almost immediately worked to remove ourselves present from this site. Good evening. Well, hold on. How you doing? All right, all right. Who 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 are we speaking with right now? He's speaking with the minister, Minister John Henry. Okay, okay. Peace and blessings, brother. Peace and blessings. Peace and blessings. I'm 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 gonna mute my phone. All right. The release of videos and photographs of beheading, shooting, caged prisoners being burnt alive and submerged gradually until drowned has been called the hallmark of ISIL. Journalists. Abdel Bari Aswan described ISIL media content as part of a systematically applied policy. The emasculating violence of this killing guarantees the attention of the media in public. Following the plans of Al Qaeda strategist Abu Badik Najir, ISIS hoped the, the savagery would lead to a period of vexation and exhaustion among its Western 
enemy, where the U.S. will be drawn into a direct fight with ISIL and lacking the world to fight a sustained war will be war-torn down military. So these fools are going all the way. These fools are going all the way into the social media account. You know what I'm saying? With this damn propaganda. All the way into the social media account. That's how far they're going to spread this propaganda of ISIL. They have this message being spread around the world in 23 languages. And this is, we just brushing up on ISIL. On my next turn, I'm going to go into the leader of ISIL. We're going to go into some background and look at what he's been doing all along. ISIL also has attempted to present a more rational argument in a series of press release discussion performed by hostage Captain John Cantelli and posted it on YouTube. And one of Cantel's presentations, various current and former U.S. officials recorded, such as President Barack Obama and former CIA officer Michael Kitchener. In April 2015, hackers claimed alliance to ISIL marched to black out 11 global television channels belonging to TV Mahdi for several hours and to overtake the company's social media page for nearly a day. These motherfuckers going as far as to hacking news channels. Man, this shit is getting real. U.S. cybersecurity company FireEyes later reported that they believe the cyber attack was actually carried out by Russian hacking group called APT-28, which led links to the Russian government. Now, they've been hacking up for a minute, the Russians. Okay? So... After the November 2015 Paris attack, the hacktivist group, Anonymous, pretty sure you heard of them, announced it had declared war on ISIL. That could be another propaganda because Anonymous are hackers. They could be a group created by the Central Boys as well. Days after the attack, Anonymous tweeted that it had taken down more than 5,500 Twitter accounts belonging to ISIL reporters. Hmm. The group also released a target list for its members, including ISIL members' Twitter account, Syrian Internet Service Provider, ISP, and ISIS-related email and web service. A Telegram account allegedly linked ISIL responded to calling them idiots. A spokesman for Twitter told the Daily Dot that the company is not using the list of accounts being reported by Anonymous as they have been found to be widely inaccurate and include accounts used by academics and journalists. So it's a fucking cyber war going on. Alone 
but there's army war. And now they're talking about nuclear wars. In order for your security to be highly monitored, you have to orchestrate 9-11. And now you can't go past none of the borders without standing in a long-ass line, coming from any border without a passport. Now, they relate in this, these hackings and these cyber attacks for ISIL or ISIS so they can ramp up the justification of these motherfuckers highly monitorizing the internet. They're already orchestrating a plan to deprive our rights from using the internet. And I'm pretty sure they're going to be pretty bold with this because sometimes America feels like it's a punk compared to other countries. Because China, they don't let you go on YouTube. I don't even think you're allowed to have a Facebook account on China. Plenty of countries block off many of, you know, saying uh, social media accounts. They block them out. But since America got this freedom of speech and they got this constitution, they can't make bold moves like that. So they got to orchestrate an event well, they could take away your constitutional rights with you being okay with it. Well, they say, we got to shut down the Internet because we're under a cyber attack. People are going to be, oh, okay, okay, okay. We'll, afford to, um, we'll give you access back to the Internet when we finish with the cyber attack. Okay. Just like Obama said, we're going to take out the troops in Iraq. And then, boom, ISIS came. That's just terrorizing the Iraqis. They're threatening the Israel. Now we have to stay, remain stationed in Iraq. So after they tell you, until we finish this hacking takeover of the Internet, um, you can't use it until we finish. And then they're going to come up with some more excuse. Oh, my gosh, we're getting major attacks from from every corner of the earth. We have to remain to keep the internet down. This Arthur Seaver is a motherfucking man. This nigga been coming up with bullshit. This ass left a fucking cage, my nigga. And people are still falling for their bullshit. Dr. Phil Valentine told us, don't believe anything they say. Nothing. And they say it's a war on the right, nigga, look to the left. These motherfuckers are 100% fucking liars, man. The only time they tell the truth is when they try to cover up their fucking lies. But anyways, man, you know, I'm young on the floor, man, from Noble to Raleigh Bay. Brother, you in here? You know what I'm saying, but uh, yeah, until my brother come in. So, yeah, you know. Peace, peace. Peace, peace, guys. Go ahead.
right. What is knowledge? Lies are bigger than knowledge across the world. We also have uh, Snowden. Y'all remember Snowden? Well, he had documents that they said he stole that showed him food that uh, Israel, United States, was down with this. And under the Freedom of Information Act, we had U.S. government documents showing and proving that the West supported the creation of ISIS. It's going to be a little bit deeper than that. So you know it's going to be dealing with the Zionists. The situation that we have here is a bunch of liars, Zionism, and hiding behind religion to clear money, make money, and stack money, steal oil from lands and take over land. Eventually, all of Africa in the east, they would like to conquer. But let's deal with some of this classified documents, information that we have. The document says the Salafas, the Muslim Brotherhood, and the Akai, AQI, are the major forces driving the insurgency in Syria. The West, Gulf, the West, Gulf countries, and Turkey support the opposition while Russia, China, and Iran support the regime. The document goes on to say traitors on the Iraqi side, in addition to harboring refugees. The situation unravels there is the possibility of establishing a declared or undeclared South France principality in eastern Syria, in Osaka or Dizor, and Dizor. This is exactly what the supporting powers to the opposition want in order to isolate the Syrian regime, which is considered the strategic death of the Shia expansion, Iraq and Iran. Once again, this is no neutrality day, in case anyone wants to know who's speaking. Then it's the no neutrality day. The deterioration of the situation is dire consequences on the Iraqi situation and are as follows. This creates the ideal atmosphere for AQI to return to its old pockets in Mosul and Ramadi and will provide a renewed momentum on the resumption of unifying the jihad among the Sunni Iraq and Syria and the rest of the Sunnis in the Arab world against it or against what it considers one enemy, the descendants. So ISIL could also declare an Islamic state through its union with other terrorist organizations in Iraq and Syria, which will give grave danger and create grave danger in regard to unifying Iraq. So basically, we got 12, 12 interesting facts to support this because of the fact that you also heard Iran speak about the Zionists, 
and you read the protocols of the learned elders of Zion. That'll help you to understand the deviousness that's involved in this. We also got some names because back in uh, maybe 2006 or so, that they started to plan doing this, dealing with dealing with um. two Zionists, and they wrote down what they were going to do maybe seven years before we invaded Iraq. Back, no, not 2000, excuse me, 1996, to be honest with you. And they say, we saw the master plan of the Zionists, and they had to execute it, put Zionists in American politics and make America nothing but Israel's bitch. This is exactly what was planned. Mr. Pearl attended a conference as the American Enterprise Institute delegate, and he was not only the study group leader, but was also a Jewish neocon. Another Jewish neocon, a Zionist neocon, let me not use that word Jewish, was Douglas Spice, representing Spice and Zell Associates. Pearl and Spice became members of Bush administration. It held extremely important posts. Pearl was appointed as chairman of the Defense Policy Board Advisory Committee for George Bush. Spice assumed the role of policy advisor of Pentagon and Under Secretary of Defense. So, if you read the Protocol of the Learned Elders of Zion and read it very well, you understand that this is nothing more than the execution by them, and there's a lot of um, other names that they use as a cover, including Israel, including the United States. Because of the fact that we in the public or the people in the public are swayed by emotion. And when they see dead bodies, they tend to become afraid. Yeah, peace. And the fear of these dead bodies, them being one of them, causes everybody to run for the state. Because the people need protection. So once they create these situations, then they let the chips fall to be made. When the brother got uh, arrested, not arrested, when the man got accused of being a spy, the documents that he had broke down this plan from the beginning to the end. They made sure that they tried to discredit him. Let's go back to the trucks. Remember when you saw all of these trucks? We want to try to understand if these trucks came from the State Department or the United States. So how are you fighting somebody that you gave a bunch of trucks to? How is Britain fighting somebody that they gave not a bunch of trucks to also and a lot of arms and a lot of aid? Because it's in the best interest 
Syria was trying to fight off these giants. So they had to make them look like they're evil and, and wicked. Religion is very funny because what was revealed today in the beginning of the show has a lot to do with what's going on now. This form of Islam as a religion was created from the science. But as you see, a religion as of now Are you there? Yeah, the guy must have got cut off. But, um, yeah, this whole ISIS shit got um, connections with Boko Haram, you know, and um, that event that, that was taking place in Nigeria. You know what I'm saying? They also got connections, you know, um, you know, with other other events that's happening, you know, around the world, stuff in that nation. Because um, these people, man, is really, really, really. I got cut off. Yeah, I got cut off. Let me me continue. So we're going to deal with this because let me give you some names. Now that is wrong with this. We've been giving y'all a lot of names. Okay. I got 22 names. Paul Wolfowitz, campaign advisor, and deputy defense secretary. Robert Satlock, U.S. National Security Council advisor. Art Fleischer, official White House spokesman. Joshua Boltman, Boltman chief policy director of Bush. Rabbi Dalzekhan, Undersecretary of Defense and Controller, Mark Grossman, Undersecretary of State and Political Affairs for Israel, Elliot Abrams, National Security Council Advisor, Henry Kissinger, Pentagon Advisor, Member of Defense Policy Board, Richard Haas, Director of National Security Program and Policy Planning at State Department, Robert Zolan, Trade Representatives of the U.S., this is like Watergate, James Schlesinger, Pentagon advisor, member of the Defense Policy Board of Pentagon. Mel Schindler, Export Import Bank of the United States President. Steve Goldsmith, domestic, domestic policy advisor and President's senior advisor. Samuel Bodley, Deputy Secretary of Commerce. Mark Weinberger, Assistant Secretary of Treasury. Bobby Cohen, Undersecretary of State of Management. Lincoln Bloomfield, Assistant Secretary of State for Political Military Affairs. Ruth Davis, Director of Foreign Service Institute, Brad Blakeman, White House Director for Scheduling, Ken Melman, White House Political Director, David Spoon, Official Speechwriter of White House under the Bush Administration, and Jay Lefkowitz, General Counsel of the Office of Budget and Management. It's important because these people should be held accountable, including the people we also labeled in the beginning. Okay. Now, 
Him with ISIS. Crisis. ISIS. Because they're expected by Zionists a long time ago. Players are laid down by Dilly, Wormser, and Richard Pearl. Both of them were American based Zionists. David Wormser, a Jewish neocon, wrote a paper in 1996 for working for the Institute for Advanced Strategic and Political Studies, an Israeli think tank. This paper was prepared in 1996, seven years before America and Britain declared war on Iraq. It was specifically mentioned that any peace process between Israel and Palestine was hampering the strategic initiative of Israel. You can find an entire paper on uh, factslegend.org slash 12 interesting facts Zionist-led crisis. Go something like this. The peace process obscured the evidence of eroding national critical mass, including a powerful, powerful, powerful sense of national exhaustion and forfeited strategic initiative. The loss of national critical mass was illustrated best by Israel's efforts to draw in the United States to sell unpopular policies domestically and to agree to negotiate sovereignty over its capital. To secure the nation's streets and borders, the needed future Israel can work closely with Turkey and Jordan to contain, destabilize, and roll back some of its most dangerous threats. This implies clean break from the slogan comprehensive peace to a traditional concept of strategy based on balanced power. Change the nature of its relations with the Palestinians, including upholding the right of hot pursuit of self-defense into all Palestinian areas and nurturing alternatives to Arafat's exclusive grip in Palestinian society. Forge a new basis of relations with the United States, stressing self-reliance, maturity, strategic cooperation on areas of mutual concern, and furthering values of inheritance in the West. This can only be done if Israel takes serious steps to terminate AIDS, which prevents, prevents economic reform. Israel can shape its strategic environment in cooperation with Turkey and Jordan by weakening, containing, and even rolling back Syria. This effort can focus on removing Saddam Hussein from power in Iraq, an important Israeli strategic objective in its own right, as a means of thwarting serious regional admission. And since Iraq's future could affect the strategic balance in the Middle East, profoundly it would be understandable that Israel has an interest in supporting the Hashemites in the efforts to redefine Iraq. For the Hashemites to control Iraq, they could use the influence with a knife to help Israel lead the South Lebanese Shia away from Hezbollah, Iran, and Syria. And um, just to know, Shia means, means to separate, to break away. No, God, no, God uh, give, give me a brief moment, man, to uh, share something with them. I think the people should hear this right quick. Uh, it, it's this article entitled uh, Historical Organs of the Islamic State, ISIS, and, and um, called Who? was Abu Masood al-Zakari. And his article states, as I quote, it's 
say, the U.S. intelligence apparatus had created its own terrorist organization. And at the same time, it created its own terrorist warnings concerning terrorist organizations, which it has itself created. In turn, it has developed a cohesive, multi-billion counterterrorism program to go after these terrorist organizations. Abu Masef al-Zakari is presented to world public opinion as the upcoming terrorist mastermind overshadowing enemy number one, Osada bin Laden. Right? Now, we know what happened with the Osada bin Laden. You know, when they started talking about Osada bin Laden, you know, something major happened such as 9-11. So... This right here is giving you all the time. What may be taking place? Continuation. Bin Laden was recruited by the CIA during the sovereign Afghan war and fought a Mahujin. In other words, there is a long-standing documented history of Bin Laden, CIA, and Laden Bush family link which are obvious source of embarrassment to the U.S. government. In contrast to Bin Laden, al-Zakari has no family history. He comes from an impoverished Palestinian family in Jordan. His parents are dead. He emerged out of the blue. In contrast to Bin Laden, al-Zakari has no family history. He comes from an impoverished Palestinian, or skill, excuse me, I went over that part. All right. Our Kowari profile is mounting a challenge to the enlightened leadership of the global jihad. In Iraq, he is said to determine to ignite a civil war between Sunnis and Shiites. But is that not precisely what U.S. intelligence is aiming at? Quote unquote, divide and conquer and confirmed by several analysts of the U.S. lead war, pinning one group against the other with a view to weakening the resistance movement. The CIA, with its $30 billion-plus budget, pleads ignorance. They say they know nothing about him. They have a photograph, but according to weekly standards, quote-unquote, 24 May 2004, they apparently do not know his weight or height. There is an aura of mystery surrounding this individual, which is part of the propaganda ploy. The Kari was described as so secretive, even some of his operators who work with him do not know his identity. Bear in mind that news reporters never mentioned that al-Qaeda is a creation of the CIA and that al-Qaraqui, I mean, Zakari, have been recruited to fight in the sovereign Afghan war, quote-unquote. This is, in fact, confirmed by Secretary Colin Powell in his presentation to the U.N. Security Council on 5 February 2003. Oh, Osama bin Laden and Abu Mossad al-Zakari are creations of 
the U.S. intelligence imperative. The recruitment of foreign fighters was under the auspicious of the CIA. The press usually presents the terrorist warning emanating from the CIA as genuine without acknowledging the fact that U.S. intelligence had provided covert support that Islamic militant group consistently for more than 20 years. Applied documents the training camps in Afghanistan established during the regiment administration have been set up with the support of the CIA. In fact, several members of the current Bush administration, including Richard Armitage and Colin Powell, were directly involved in channeling support to Al-Qaeda in Afghanistan, where Ben Laden and Al-Zakari received specialized training. Zakari, a Palestinian born in Jordan, fought in the Afghan war more than a decade ago, recruiting to Afghanistan in 2000. He oversaw a terrorist training group, one of his own specialties, and one of the specialties of this camp is poison. When our coalition hosted the Taliban, the Zakari Network helped establish another poison and explosive training center camp. At this camp is located in northeastern Iraq. This network is teaching its operatives how to produce Rexin and other poisons. Let me remind you how Rexin works. Less than a pinch. Imagine a pinch of salt. Less than a pinch of Rexin. Eating just this amount in your food will cause shock, followed by a circuitry failure. Death comes within 72 hours, and there is no antidote. There is no cure. It is fatal. Those helping to run this camp are Sakari lieutenants operating in northern Kurdish area outside Sudan Hussein control Iraq. But Baghdad has an agent and most senior levels of the radical organization, Ansar al-Islam, that controls this corner of Iraq. In 2000, this agent offered al-Qaeda safe havens in the region. After we swept al-Qaeda from Afghanistan, some of its members accepted this safe haven. They remain there today. According to detainees, Abu Abtiya, who graduated from Zakari's terrorist camp in Afghanistan, taxed at least nine North African extremists in 2001 to travel to Europe to conduct explosive poison and explosive attacks. Since last year, members of this never have been apprehended in France, Britain, Spain, and Italy. But our last count, 116 operatives connected to this global web have been arrested. We know about this European network, and we know about its link to Zakari because the detainees who provided the information about the target also provided the names of members of the network. We also know that Zakari colleagues have been active in the Pakistan's George, Georgia, 
in Cheyenne, Russia. The plotting to which they are linked to a mere shadow member of the Kari network. Say their global their goal was to kill Russians with toxins. Toxins. We are not surprised that Iraq is harboring Zakari and his subordinates. This understanding builds on decade-long experience with respect to ties between Iraq and Al-Qaeda. As I said at the onset, none of this should come to any surprise to us. Terrorists have been a tool by Sudan for decades. Sudan, Sudan was a supporter of terrorism long before the terrorist network had a name, and this support continued. The nuts of poison and terrorists is new. The nuts of Iraq and terror is old. The combination is lethal. With this track record, Iraqi denials and supporting terrorism take their place alongside the other Iraqi denials of weapons of mass destruction. It is all a web of lies. When we confront a regime that harbors ambitions for regional damnation, high weapons of mass destruction to provide haven and active support for terrorists, we are confronting the past. We are confronting the present. And unless we act, we are confronting even more frightening future. U.S. Secretary of State Colin Powell, U.N. Security Council, excerpt. 5 May 2003. This statement of Secretary Colin Powell regarding Al Zakari consists in linking the secondary Baha'i's regime to the Islamic terror network with a view to justify the evasion and occupation of Iraq. Al Zakari was identified as the number one suspect. The various rationing and dirty bombs, terror alerts, proven to be fabricated. A fabricated story emanated from the CIA and the so-called radioactive dirty bomb had been planted in the news chain, ABC News, 13 February 2003. A few days following his address to the U.N., Secretary Colin Powell warned that it would be easy for terrorists to cook up radioactive dirty bombs to explode inside the U.S. How likely it is, I can't say. But I think it is wise for us at least let the American people know of this possibility. ABC this week quoted a daily news, quote-unquote, New York, February 10, 2003. Meanwhile, network TV have warned that American Hotels, shopping malls, and apartment buildings could be allocated to Target as soon as next week. Following the announcement, tens of thousands of Americans rushed to purchase duct tape, plastic sheets, and gas masks. And later transpired that the terrorist alert was fabricated by the CIA. In all likelihood, the consultation with the State Department, ABC, 13 February 2003, quote unquote, the FBI for the first time have pointed its fingers at the CIA by tactically acknowledging that the alert was fake. Homeland Security Secretary Tom Reyes declined to maintain the orange color code alert. Despite 
The fabricated report, there are no plans to change the threat level. Officials say other intelligence has been validated and that the high level of precaution is fully warranted. A few days later, another failed propaganda initiative, a mysterious Hosadi bin Laden audio tape was presented by Beck Colin Powell to the U.S. Congress as evidence that the Islamic terrorists are making common sense for a brutal dictator. U.S. official quoted in the Toronto Star, February 12, 2003, the, the audio tape was in Colin Powell's possession prior to its broadcast by the Al Jazeera TV network. Meanwhile, Al Zakari had been identified as the mastermind behind the quote-unquote Thoric Rassin attack in several European countries, including British and Spain. In London, in January 2003, there was a Rassin terrorist alert, which had apparently also been ordered by Al Zakari. This ratchet had allegedly been discovered in a London apartment. It was to be used as a terrorist attack in the London subway. British press report quoting official statement claimed that the terrorists had learned to produce a ration at the camp in northern Iraq. Yet when U.S. Special Force in March 2003 raided the camp in northern Iraq, nothing resembled biological or chemical weapons were found. It is worth mentioning in this regard that news stories on the chemical weapon plant in northern Iraq have continued to be churned out despite the fact that U.S. forces said it did not exist. I yield the floor to Noble Terrell Lee Bell. All right. As a matter of fact, um, Peace and love. Okay. Uh, what we're trying to do, I got to, uh, I told about two men that they go into the country to start. Everything that's going on here. Let me just recap that so I'll finish this Zionist plot. Okay. The first talk about Richard Pearl and David Wormsley. The Jewish Neocon wrote a paper in 1996 for the Institute of Advanced Strategic Political Studies. And so the paper was 1996, excuse me. Seven years before America and Britain declared war. And then we was talking about Richard Pearl and also David Douglas Sykes. And uh, they were came in under George Bush and they were appointed to powerful positions. This is the beginning of it. It goes back to 1996. Then we had read off about 22 names or 22 more neocon Zionists that were brought into the country specifically to carry out this plot called a flood of other Jewish Zionist neocons. In the ancient American government, they were all appointed to great positions. We ran off 22 names. And now that everybody was in place, all they had to do was push America into war. And they used 9 one to do that. Stage 
by Zionists as a mission carried out by Islamic terrorists. Okay, now, we also know that that was the Mossad doing 911. Twin Towers at every sign of controlled demolition. So there's the third building. These are steel frame supported buildings. The only way they could collapse the way they did was by controlled demolition. I myself worked in demolition for some years. And I personally tore down the West Side Highway from 18th Street all the way down to the World Financial Center. But none of that was there when I was doing this. So I know what an explosion looked like. I know what an implosion looks like. That was an implosion. So they did it by controlled demolition, not by airplanes. Even building number seven never was hit by a plane. So Israel was connected to 911. Why should they stop there? 911 was an excuse that was made up, and their fingers pointed towards Iraq. It was declared Saddam Hussein could have been involved in 911 attacks. CIA was commissioned to manufacture a bogus intelligence report that Iraq possessed weapons of mass destruction. You remember that motherfucker George Bush talking about weapons of mass destruction. In the meantime, Britain was down with it. Lionists sold out German victory to England by maneuvering USA in the war with Germany. So this goes back to World War II. A left-wing veteran member of the House of Commons of England, Tom Danielle, openly declared in May 2003 that a cabal of Jewish advisors had surrounded Tony Blair. He went on saying that they were asking or grilling Blair, Blair's policy on the Middle East in favor of the Israeli government, and that Blair was unduly influenced by Lord Levy who was the official envoy, on the official envoy of Blair to the Middle East, and was also a primary fundraiser for the Labor Party. There's no wonder Britain joined the U.S. in war against Iraq. Then, okay, the result was clean and simple. Iraq was destroyed in Saddam Hussein's hand. The Zionist conspiracy was successful, but there was no one there opposed. But in time, the U.S. Senator wrote a post in 2004, he said, U.S. fought the Iraq war for Israel and Iraq. Was there no way of threat to, oh, excuse me, he said, when U.S. fought the Iraq war for Israel, Iraq was in no way a threat to the U.S. And that when U.S. invaded Iraq, there was no terrorist threat from Saddam Hussein or Iraq in the last 10 years. We also told you about Wesley Clark. Okay, he was a NATO Supreme Army Commander. He told London's newspaper, Saddam Hussein, there's no threat to the United States. A public acknowledgement came from Jim Moran, U.S. Congressman. It was because of Israel that U.S. invaded Iraq. Jewish communities did not support the war. The U.S. would never have done so. Carl Bernstein, one of America's famous journalists, openly spoke 
on NBC's Joe Scarborough show that killed Zionist neocons were the people who caused the Iraqi war. But it's disturbing is that after the end of the Iraq war, it's completely clear Hussein Small would break Iraq into religious sects of Sunnis, Shias, and Kurdish, who would fight among themselves, and there was no wonder that Saddam's regime was that of a dictatorship. And he actually maintained a secular dictatorship and kept Iraq stable for a long time. This is what exactly what the Zionists reported titled the Clean Break, New Strategy for Securing the Realm. Today, Iraq has been broken down into ethnic enclaves. The ISIS, ISIL militants, the Sunnis, are ruthlessly killing the Shia and taking control of one city after another. If that's not bad enough, here's something you should know. You have to strike on ISIS, probably not by ground, but by air. Why so? Zionists can't afford to have ISIS taking control of the entire Iraq once again. Because if that happens, Israel will be threatened once again. So on every side of the U.S. strike it. You see, the Nile water being planted all over Iraq, Syria. And they want to drive the caliphate to run through Iraq and Syria. And they plan to drive us out of the Middle East by attacking us here at home. This is Senator Lindsey Graham. Can't pay attention. Senator Graham displays what can rightly be called a staggering, extraordinary, monumental hypocrisy. It was the same Senator Graham who was supporting the military aid to radical Muslim terrorists of Al Qaeda in Syria. The de facto Al Qaeda terrorist group that has now become ISIS, the ISIL, the Islamic State of Iraq, and Al Shams, or Islamic State of Iraq, with the Levant, or Islamic State of Iraq in Syria. Today, Graham says that ISIS is a threat to the U.S. Surprisingly enough, the person who interviewed Graham was probably aware of how Graham supported military aid to the Al-Qaeda-aligned radical terrorists, but never questioned Senator Graham. Why didn't he question? The answer is, how could he? He said nothing but a typical example about Zionist control of the media, and Graham is nothing but a Zionist stooge. Two questions to ask now is, what is America? The answer is, she's Israel's bitch. Or Zionist bitch, always has been. But the most powerful nation in the world, the answer is Israel, because America is a Zionist bitch. Wake up, America. Zionism is leading you and the entire world to complete humiliation. It's important to know that these plots were first exposed. In 1966, by Myron Fay, where he broke down every position and every angle of the Zionist movement and the protocol of learned elderly Zionists. Even the Satmar, Satmar Jews, led by Rabbi Weiss, have continuously been employing the world that Israel is not a Jewish state, but a Zionist state. And the New World Order is based on their control. You might see at Palestinian demonstrations or other world demonstrations, you may see some Hasidic Jews there and wonder why they're there. That would be the Satmar. And the Satmars 
are against the state of Israel and claim that they have no homeland in Israel, that their homeland is the Ashkenazi Mountains, and they have no business in the Temple Mount, and they have no business stealing, robbing, raping the land of Israel, they have no business there, and the Sabbath leader says that they will be punished severely by God for invading the Holy Land and claiming that you need it when they have no origin to it because they're from the African Mountains. Remember, George Bush and his lies about Revolution after structure. So you understand how fear has to be created to allow or give permission for these invasions and to make the aggressor look like the victim and make the victim look like the aggressor. Also, metaphysics in the word ISIS. Why would you use that? Learn that term, that name. Isis, who gave birth to Horus, who was created to be fake Jesus. The letter J is it used to 1600s. Also, throw that to the Jehovah's Witness today. Well, they're all designers. And their J hasn't been used, and their religion isn't old enough for them to have any authority to say anything about anything. Created by a Freemason, serving two masters. Now, we know 911 was just an excuse. Zionist Kabbalah runs policy on Israel. Let's run this down from Dahlia. And he says that Mr. Blair was unduly influenced by figures, including Lord Levy. Once again, the Linusgal MP, because the Labor Chief fundraiser is Blair's unofficial envoy to the region, Peter Mandelson. And Foreign Secretary Jack Straw, Angelican, who had a Jewish grandmother. They're all down with this. Living Go MP, who is notorious, who had outspoken views on a wide variety of controversial subjects, was quoted in the latest edition of the American magazine Vanity Fair. In a profile of there, in the passage of Blair's star support of Israel, Vanity Fair writer states, the senior member of the House of Commons. And he tells me he thinks Blair is unduly influenced by a cabal of Jewish advisors. He's not Jewish designers. Jack Straw, Lord Levin. So it's very important that people are aware. Also, please let me refer back to uh, the conscious community, Cosmic Codex by Phil Valentine. When you have a chance, pull that up after uh, we're finished. And listen to that. And that will break down how the religious books today were all written by the Vatican. I agree with Brother Amon 
in the beginning when he was young, conventional. Because these religions were set up by the Vatican as we see them today. There's no other reason besides greed and the need for world domination because that's what they do. You have uh, governments that are corporations. The people in the governments or the citizens of the countries, like here, that are corporations. You have nation states. They're not nations, they're states. And if you hear that word state, then you would know that this is Zionism. Zionism is explained, once again, in the protocol of the learned elderly Zion. So it's very important that we understand this. The terrorist organization control the finance by the U.S. and Israel in order to destabilize the Middle East and advance Israeli interests. Former al-Qaeda commander, Nabil Naim, has exposed on the Islamic State as the creation of the U.S. and its Persian Gulf public. The intellectual authors of this fourth-generation warfare operation are neoconservative Zionists. And New World Order Satanists. We're going to break this down because there shouldn't be no human sacrifices. The victims of the people of the, of the Middle East, the American people who have been bled by, dry by 911. Okay. Q U R B A N. Kudban. Okay. A Kudban is a sacrifice. How you say it in uh, Arabic? The word for sacrificial animal in Islam is Qurban. And every year during Eid al-Adha, the visit of Islamic holiday, Muslims sacrifice a sheep to commemorate God staying the hand of Abraham, who had prepared to sacrifice his son. The EID, the Eid holiday, celebrates this event, which is likely to put an end to human sacrifice for the whole monotheistic tradition of Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. Okay? There ain't supposed to be no human sacrifice. Calling a human being a kabbat and then cutting his throat is the most insanely sacrilegious practice anyone could imagine. And any Muslim with a first grade religious education knows that a person who does such a thing must be a Satanist, not a Muslim. Chief hallmark of Satanism is its refusal of monotheism besides the rejection of human sacrifice. Whereas the biggest holiday for Christmas, Christians is Christmas, which celebrates the end of human sacrifice through the birth of the Messiah, so-called Jesus Christ. And the biggest holiday for Muslims is EID, Eid, which celebrates the abolition of human sacrifice through the story of Abraham and his son. Satan is used an assortment of pagan holidays as excuses to sacrifice innocent people, mostly children at their blood-soaked altars. We had uh, the after the in holiday calendar, and we showed all of those things that happened. Look on it, maybe something yesterday too, because we're going to bring that up maybe in part two. When someone's claiming to be Muslim conducts a ritual sacrifice of a human cut body, as the un Islamic state terrorists do, 
because we're not going to call that as an Islamic state. They are performing the satanic parody of the Muslim Eid ritual, which such parodies are another hallmark of Satanism. Throughout the history of Christendom, Satanists have held black masses in which the Catholic masses parody and this is a sacrifice. Just as Muslim Eid sacrifices parody by the other United States terrorists for the biggest. How did this group of Satanists posing as radical Muslims appear on the scene? And understanding the background of Islamic state requires the background briefing of the fourth generation warfare techniques of the satanic new world order elite. And the Western ruling elite is infested with Satanists. They worship Baal and Baphomet, who are prime force behind the war on terror, which is actually a war on Islam and a war on God. The former white military officer, Kay Griggs, has documented the Satanist penetration into the highest level of the U.S. military. And Griggs said her husband forced her to participate in the most disgusting satanic rituals imaginable. Okay? She explained that these satanic practices are commonplace among top U.S. military commanders. And one of the main strategists of the fourth generation war population, known as the War on Terror, is Colonel Michael Aquino, the former head of all U.S. military psychological warfare operations. Before being promoted to the post of PsyOps Chiefs, Psych Ops Chief. Aquino was expelled from the Church of Satan for being too damn evil. And it implicated the most in one of the most horrific child abuse scandals in American history. And it's amazing what you have to do to get promoted in the U.S. military. Many of America's top Satanists are members of Skull and Bone, a group of whose institution or whose initiation ritual is too disgusting to even be described on the air. I'm a chocolate Hershey stuff with that. The whole Bush family is skull and bones, and this group dominates the Canadian wing of the CIA and is reputed to engage in lawsuits that occasionally, occasionally told them the trillions of dollars. An example includes theft of Japanese gold after World War II and looting of Leo Watts' $27.5 trillion haul from the CIA demolition of the U.S. currency during the final decade on the Cold War. And the Satanist New World Order Project, please, God, Satanist New World Order Project to the Quantum Leap Forward in 2001. And their war on God was produced, product launched by the 911 Public Relations Fund, a satanic ritual mass human sacrifice that doubled as global mind control operation. And for the growing details providing 911, approving 911 was a satanic ritual, means S.K. Bain's most dangerous book in the world. William Ramsey's Prophet of Evil, Alistair Crowley, 911 and the New World Order, and Muhaji Kamran, 911 and the New World Order, and listen to Truth Jihad Radio interview with scholar Tom Breedenbach, entitled, Was 911 a Human Sacrifice? One of the ways the Satanists waged their war on Islam is by staging grotesque parodies of Islamic rituals and practices. And for example, World Trade Center was built by Rockefeller, respectfully for destruction in the 911 satanic sacrifice, included a sphere designed by Trade Center architects 
Lenodu Yamasaki, to mimic the Grand Mosque of Mecca. Masih al Haram, in which the spear stood in the place of the Kaaba. That spear representing the Pamadi Kaaba, the Judah Mecca, toward which all Muslims pray, was destroyed in the immolation for the Twin Towers and their inhabitants. The Satanists also parodied Islam by having passage hired to play the role of 911 hijacking, engaging ludicrously un-Islamic behavior. And the Messiah impersonated playing the role of Muhammad Atta, relished pork chops, strip clubs, hard liquor, drugs, and gambling excursions. Yeah. And the other radical Muslim hijackers led similar lifestyles. The night before 911, they got drunk in a bar and left an alcohol-soaked Quran on their table. And you know that alcohol is forbidden in the Quran. Drinking and gambling. And the day after 911, the authorities claimed they had solved the case by recovering out of the supposed last one and testament from a suitcase that miraculously was left off to Paul Smite 11, which allegedly hit the North Tower. And his will begins in the name of God myself, family, this absurd opening to the satanic karate of the Islamic Bismillah in the name of God, the merciful, the compassion. No Muslim would ever write the blasphemous phrase Allah supposedly wrote. And no hijacking plan is to crash a plane into a building would put his will in the suitcase that was supposed to be aboard a plane. And no Muslim would ever dream of asking God to accept their sacrifice and their sacrifice a, their sacrifice a human being. Such thing is imaginable. The new world all, all the Satanists are laughing at us and their laughs is truly diabolical. And the un-Islamic state, Satan Caliphate, a psychological warfare operation designed to appease the very Islamic unity project that the notion of the caliphate symbolizes is one of their sickest jokes. In this time, we will ask you to definitely read the protocols of the learned elders of Zion because it's very important that you understand and not trust those who have created the trust for you and then made you the trustee of that trust. Once again, ISIS, ISIL, is a terrorist organization controlled and financed by the U.S. and Israel in order to destabilize the Middle East and advance Israeli terrorists. Also, to aid Africa into controlling the whole continent of Africa and giving them an excuse to be able to set up army bases and send special forces. Last month, U.S. troops were only supposed to go in as advisors. As of today, they are sending U.S. troops into this conflict, a conflict that they created. So the metaphysics of cause and effect is going on here because of the fact that the cause, the original cause, the real cause that creates the problem sits back and they create effects. And then they have the effects go at each other to the point to make the people go back to the original cause of the effects for help. 
And this is just nothing but a trap. So we've named everybody. And since this is being recorded, then I take responsibility for anything that came out of my mouth tonight, and I state life on it. Word is born. You have the players and the names there. If you've never heard any of these names before, and you just heard them tonight at Raw Authentic Media, so that'll let you know the capacity and the depth of the deception that you are being attacked with. And the evil that's being dealt with. We have a general's wife that is telling us because she flipped on her husband and she just exposed everything that she just got taken through for being married to this man. And she had to go through rituals, satanic rituals that we can't even speak on. But believe, not believe, but know the fact that these rituals definitely don't have anything to do with any type of creator or any type of God, but just a bunch of underworld gods who they all serve. The worship of God and Allah has been replaced by people who worship Baphomet and Baal. The human sacrifices that we just explained that go all the way back to before 1492 with us when they arrived is the order of the day. And human flesh, once again, human body parts, after these, uh, all of these deaths are the biggest market on the planet right now. Yes. Is ISIS real? Or is ISIS Israel? Or is ISIS... Zionism. Is Israel real? No, it's Zionism. It's Zionist. And ISIS is created by these Zionists to take over the world. The last few people that I mentioned, when we're talking about Iran, these are certain people that don't have world banks on their land. Before it was Venezuela, Iran, in North Korea, who just so happened to be enemies of the U.S. The Rothschild family controls the United States, and they control Russia. So anything about beef between the two is fake. Russia may be having trouble now because Putin is going against it. We'll see what happens. I'm known to Rally Day. And it's been my pleasure to convey this information to you tonight. I'm now going to yield the floor back over to Brother Amun to Udi Shell Yashua. Salam, guys. Salam. Thank you very much, brother, for that presentation. All right. So, here we go. Earlier throughout the presentation, I mentioned about the origins of Islam. And I mentioned that the origin of Islam was um, constructed by the um, Vatican. 
for the purpose of conquering neighboring nations and eventually the world, which had already been in full manifestation as now, as of now. Now, they're trying to regain power over many countries that reclaim independence. And, you know, this whole creation of the ISIS movement resembles, you know, the creation of Islam. So, let's just briefly, you know, dimple back into Islam and then rear ourselves back into, you know, this whole ISIS. Or do. Okay, one thing we got to understand is that the original script of the Quran is Kufic. So what many of these people are reading today is not the Quran. Right? And Kufic is a form of Ma'el script. Right now, the Persian Naski Arabic was by Yusuf Ali, and that was probably one of the first Arabic knives, or no, well, not, not, um, you know, translation of the Quran that we still use today, however. The Toskins copies are the oldest available. And the Quran was created by the Catholics. Catholics themselves, you know what I'm saying, created what is known today as the Holy Quran. Now, the guy who is mentioned to be the creator of the group ISIS, also known as ISIL, is Abu Musab al-Zakari. It could be a possibility that he is the scapegoat founder of ISIS. However, his birth name was Ahmed Fadil al-Nazil al-Kalehi. He was born in October 30th, 1966 in Zarqa, Jordan. All right. Now, ISIS stands for Islamic State of Iraq and Syria. That's the that that what ISIS stands ISIS acronyms stand for. But however, ISIS is also known by two other names. One name is Islamic State of Iraq and Ash Sham. And another name is Islamic State of Iraq and the Levant. Also known as ISIL. Um but for those who just now calling in, please mute yourself on your cell phone or press star five and star six to mute yourself. 
All right, now, it's another name that ISIS don't buy. And this name definitely relates to the United States. His name is the International Secret Intelligence Service. And it has its headquarters in New York City. And the chief executive officer, CEO of ISIS, is said to be a woman named Mallory Parker. However, that is not her real name. That's just a um, name that she used to hide her true identity. Right? Now, according to the historical origins of Islamic State, quote unquote ISIS, this is our quote. In Spain, Bush coalition partner Prime Minister Jose Maria Aznar had initiated his own disinformation campaign. No doubt, enlightening the U.S. official. Perfect timing. When Colin Powell was presented to Al Zakari Dozer of the U.N. on the same day, February 5, 2003, Prime Minister Jose Maria Aznar was busy briefing the Spanish parliament on the alleged chemical terror attacks in Spain. According to the Asnar al-Zakari, was apparently linked to a number of European Islamic collaborators, including Moroan Ben Ahmed, an expert in chemical and explosives who visited Barcelona. Prime Minister Anzel's speech to the Chamber of Deputies imitated that the 16 alleged al-Qaeda suspects who apparently were in possession of explosive and lethal chemicals, had been working in gloves by Al Zakari. The information had been fabricated. The Spanish Ministry of Defense reports confirmed that the lethal chemicals turned out to be harmless and some were also household detergents. So, with this guy comes a lot of, um, you know, false giving information about this guy, you know, saying who um, created ISIS to, you know, saying create a smoke cloud over his true identity. And it caused confusion for those who really want to understand this guy and his connections. You know, but since around 2006, this man had made solitary attempts, you know, um, to destabilize nations, you know, that was, um, that was, um, you know, basically has some type of Islamic influence, American influence. Now, as my brother mentioned earlier, he had mentioned that um, um, Boko Haram had relations to the ISIS group as well. And to back up his claim, I have found the article entitled, Nigeria Claim is Free 200 Girls Held by Terrorists by Alexander Smith, ABC News. And what states that quote? 
Nigerian military forces on Tuesday announced the rescue of 200 girls and 93 women from the Sanbury Forest. But officials don't yet know whether the rescued captives are the Pacific girls taking their Boko Haram militant in masses from Chabuk last year. A spokesman from the country president said, whoever they are, the important thing is that these girls were in custody of terrorists in Sambasi Forest, and now they are free. Ruben Ambati, chief spokesman, the ongoing president, good luck, Jonathan, told NBC News. The military operation in the country, Northeast, Tuesday, destroyed the terrorist camp. The military said in a statement, the mass kidnapping of 276 schoolgirls from the Nigerian town of Chabuk sparked an international outcry last April. The group Boko Haram, which roughly translated means Western education is a sin has been waging a bloody war in the region of hopes of establishing Islamic State. Some of the girls escaped. Some were skeptical of government announcement. If the soldiers had indeed rescued 200 girls and 93 women, then they should show them. Bolama Malik Abawa, a woman from Bruno Elder Forum, said, when Abu Barak Shakur Boko Haram a parent leader kidnapped the shotgun girls. He released video footage for everyone to see. This is the age of modern technology. Whether these are the same girls or not, people will be skeptical until they see the picture on the news, he said. The sound Barsal Fort is a vast remote area of around two twenty three square miles around the size of West Virginia. The Stranded Nigeria Bono Yobi Gombi in Bochi states, historically a game reserve. In recent years, it has become one of Boko Haram main hideouts with, medit with militants retreating the camps within this incredible terrain after carrying out attacks. A recent campaign by Nigeria and its neighbor, which had been successful in regaining much of the territory once overran by the military, has in recent weeks turned to attempting to flush out the Boko Haram camps with Sambisa. At least 15,000 people have died of Boko Haram linked violence in 2009, according to the United Nations. Countless more have been abducted, abused, forcibly recruited, and subject to horrific abuse, including sexual enslavement. The UN Human Rights Chief said this month, Boko Haram in March pledged its alliance to a terrorist group, ISIS. Hmm which has taken control of parts of Syria and Iraq and carry out gruesome beheadings of other execution. The, the offer was accepted five days later from the audio message from ISIS leader Abu Barak al-Baghdadi. Good luck, Jonathan lost an election to an ex-dictator, General Mohamedou Bahari, in part because of the country's inability to stem the Gulf of Boko Haram. Bahari, who briefly led the country after the military coup in 1983, promised to choke the terrorist group. And there you have it right there. The article mentioned the men who created ISIS and mentioned the ISIS group, you know what I'm saying, connection with the 200 girls being stolen from Africa. Now, family out there, um, Somebody making a little bit of noise in the background, I'm pretty sure we all heard it. Um, just 
But lately, mute yourself or press star five or star six. All right, but um, back to what we were saying. All right, one thing you got to know about Nigeria is that Nigeria right now has a booming economy. Nigeria GDP surpassed, you know, saying South Africa. Nigeria GDP is approximately five hundred billion, as an estimation, and that would just cash alone. But if you want to use electronic money, you know, um, it could be up into a trillion dollars. By South Africa GDP, if I'm not mistaken, is about three hundred million. All right, um, Nigeria, you know, also have one of the world richest men and one of the world richest women. One of the best mathematicians, actually the best mathematician in the world, Dr. Gabriel Oyibu, should be featured here tomorrow at 7 p.m. EST, same number, is from Nigeria. One of the world's greatest computer scientists, a father of the internet, Philip Megawale, from Nigeria. You know, um, Nigeria, you know, um, is one of the most advanced um, developing nations of the world, which believes that it's just a prize America pretty shortly and was also said to be the next superpower after China. All right? And the third biggest, you know, um, movie production company in the world is in Nigeria. So it makes sense why a United States organization that was created was targeting Nigeria. See, they're causing all the chaos in Nigeria just so they can give Nigeria a name so people won't want to do business. They're trying to stagnate their growth. And, you know, this guy have this guy who created supposed called scapegoat, creator of ISIS, has been attacking Spain, as I mentioned earlier in the article. And you in this, you'll study the economy of Spain. The economy of Spain had collapsed. It could be due, you know what I'm saying, to the infiltration of that particular group. And Spain had also been targeted by other Islamic countries, such as Somalia, which doesn't mean that the Somalians had, you know what I'm saying, uh, intentions in destabilizing Spain, but it could have been an outside force that was in, you know what I'm saying, Somalia that caused it, all of that ruckus. Just as what happened in Nigeria and Boko Haram. Right? So, in order for us to know more about ISIS, we got we got to look more at this man, Abu Masab al Zakari. And as we mentioned earlier, he go under, there's at least about four names that this man used, four analysis, analysis that this man used. You know, I not mentioned that earlier, you know. Uh, but, According to who was Abu Masab al-Zakari, an article states that, quote, the video footage published on the website was called Abu Masab al-Zakari shows killing of, a, of an American. Then the CIA expert released a statement saying that Abu Masab al-Zakari was the man in the mask who beheaded the U.S. citizen Nick Burge in front of a camera. Al Zakari, a Jordanian, yet the man in the video posing as Jordanian native Zakari does not speak the Jordanian dialect. Zakari has an artificial last 
for none of these murders was dead. The men presented as a Kari had a yellow ring, presumably a golden one, which Muslim men are banned from wearing, especially so-called fundamentalists. Another report states that Azakari was dead. Immediately when the issue of his artificial lab was mentioned in relation to the video, U.S. officials revised their story stating that they were not sure whether his, he actually lost a leg. U.S. intelligence officials who used to believe Azakari lost a leg in Afghanistan recently revised the assessment concluding that he still has both legs. There were a number of other aspects of the video which suggest that it was a fraud. There was no blood when Nicholas Bird was beheaded. The audio was not in scrutiny with the video indicating that the film had been manipulated. All right. Now, as we mentioned, Islam was created by the Vatican, and, you know, the scapegoat was Prophet Muhammad. ISIS is created by the government, and the scapegoat is Abu Masab al-Zakari. This goes on. This is a game they've been playing you know what I'm saying, for 1,400 damn years. You understand? And that just goes on to tell you about the IQ, IQ levels of people today. If we keep on letting the same type of game remains. Now, for those who may have doubts, you know, that um, the CIA was the one who was involved with the creation of ISIS, and you think that they so much righteous, holy men that they can't do such a thing, well, let's go ahead and go over some so-called CIA conspiracy theory that was actually true. Okay? I've actually been proving this true. Now, you can find this at an article which is entitled Five CIA Conspiracy Theories That Are Actually True. All right? Humans are free. Conspiracies are, quote, very important, the U.S. government was found guilty in court for the assassination of Martin Luther King Jr. Hmm. The HSCA met from 1976 to 1978, and finally in 1979, issued a final report that concluded that President Kennedy was probably assassinated not only by the mafia, but by the CIA. Okay. Now, Martin Luther King, they had to start out that the government was guilty, you know, saying was found guilty for the, you know, the assassination. Of Martin Luther King, and now all of a sudden they come with the distraction. You know how the same the same thing that they did. You know, saying with ISIS in regards to the war that's going on in the Middle East and use ISIS. So how did they distract us from the assassination of Martin Luther King after it had been exposed that it's been involvement by the CIA? The distraction was this whole scandal that he had. Oh, he had other affairs with women and whoopie whoop boo. He had a affair with women. Just to throw, 
you know what I'm saying, this newly found information about the CIA having involvement in his death. You see how these motherfuckers work? You got to learn how to stay focused because these people throw shit all fucking day to distract. Continuation. The 1973 report considered not only of the report, but also contained 12 volumes of apprehended on each assassination that were published by Congress. In the case of President Kennedy, the report stated that there was a probable conspiracy. However, they were unable to discover who else participated besides Oswald. But this motherfucker named Oswald, the one who participated in the assassination of Kennedy. Their report, partially based upon a tape recording of the shot, was also based in the fact that Rubenman had a mock have had a mafia, even CIA or FBI connection to Austin. All right. Now, the reason why you haven't heard about a lot of these guys who assassinated, you know, um, these very popular individuals being prosecuted, is because a lot of these men had killed themselves before they could even go up for a front of the committee. But they even had to go, you know what I'm saying, um, to court and get trapped. Many of them, this is a common thing, they, they kill themselves. Maybe it's an oath under, you know what I'm saying, the central boys. You know what I'm saying? And the felly, and the fat boys. You know what I'm saying? It's probably an oath that they have that if you ever get cut, or if you ever find out, or they ever find out that. You had assassinated a very important figure such as Martin Luther King and JFK that you would have to assassinate yourself to make it look like we had no involvement of you being assassinated because of this information being leaked. So we need you to assassinate yourself. Understand? And you got to get deep up into this stuff, man, so you can start seeing the smoke screen. You know what I mean? You got to see how these Satanists play this game, man. You got to see how the Satanists play this game. You got to study these stuff and decipher these things. You know what I mean? Or just tune into authentic media. That's a short point. All right. Now, according to that same article, think as I quote, the church community not only discovered Operation Mockingbird as discussed previously, but that the CIA had violated its own charter on several occasions. The CIA charter states that they were only allowed to gather intelligence. The church community uncovered the assassination of Adi in Chile, Mossadegh in Iran, and other assassination of leaders in Central in South America, Africa, the Middle East, and East Asia. A list of assassinations was staggering. Also declassified with information regarding a heart attack gun that the CIA made in order to have the ability to kill someone without detection. Ingenuous, really. Other methods of assassination included cancer, automobile attacks, cheating accidents, suicide, Sporting accidents and heart attacks, just to name a few. Are we hear about any motherfucker having that shit? 
you know what I'm saying, the intelligent community just know who was behind it. So, here I'm going to um, mention some of the so-called theories that actually became facts that was involved, that involved the um, CIA. One was the Kennedy assassination, second investigation by Congress. Number two was Operation Mockingbird. Number three was the CIA killed a lot of people, quote unquote, church committee. Number four was the CIA uh, drug trafficking and drug smuggling. Right? And number four, I don't have with me at this time. But you can go ahead and um, look at it, look it up at um, five CIA conspiracy theories that are actually true. See for yourself, all right? But that's how these motherfuckers get down. So we was we was touching up on who was the man who created ISIS, all right? But now let's touch up on who is Muhammad, because as I tell you, the similarity between the creation of ISIS and this man named um, Zakari. You understand? Just as the Vatican in relation to the creation of the religion of Islam, not Islam, but the religion of Islam, you know, saying Prophet Muhammad. Now, these are questions that I have for the Sunni Muslims out there. You know what I mean? Because I want to know if you guys are really up on your shit. And if you don't know the answers to these questions, then you really need to do some more investigation on what you say you believe. All right? Now, my first question is, who was Muhammad? Okay. All right. Let me ask you another question. When was Muhammad born? Muhammad was born and it, on the 12th of Rabaun Awal. Quote unquote, the year of the elephant. Rabba U Awa. Okay? Rabba U Awa is the third month of the Islamic calendar. In case y'all didn't know. Right? So in our calendar, his birthday would be considered March the 12th. Right? Now, who was his parents? If they can't answer this one, then they definitely are fools. Here was Amiya and Andulat from the Qobris tribe or the Banya Quraysh. Muhammad was born into the Banu Hashem clan. Now, what was the Banu Hashem clan? Was it, were they Ishmaelites? Are Israelites? The answer is there was both. Okay? Now they can answer that and ask them who was the Banhu Hashem clan named after? Any of my Sunnis out there can answer this? No. Guess you're waiting for me to give you the answer, huh? Prophet Muhammad 
great grandfather named Has him I been Abdi my nephew. Hmm. Another question. What title give reference to a me- member of the Banu Hassan clan? I'm assuming that's it. I'm going to be waiting for an answer for that one. Yeah, I'm going to be waiting for an answer for that one. You thought I was going to answer that one for you, huh? Okay. Anyways, um, just to give you further relations between the ISIS or, you know, these crazy radical-ass Muslim connections with Boko Haram of Nigeria, I'm going to share with you another article to back up Nobotaro Aline Bay claim that Barak Haram have connections when ISIS are ISIL, right? From the article entitled, Boko Haram appears to be using abducted girls as suicide bombers, experts. Turn suicide bomber. Don't that sound familiar? Anyways, the article states as I quote, three suicide bombings by girls aged as Young as 10 suggests that Nigeria, Boko Haram has employed a new tactic of forcing abducted children to blow themselves up, according to experts. The Islamic sect has been carrying out almost daily killings and kidnapping across northeastern Nigeria in a campaign of violence now in its sixth year. Daily attacks on Saturday and Sunday were carried out by three young female suicide bombers. These came just days after a week-long killing spree of Boko Haram, in which the group torched at least 10 pounds, leaving 200 people unaccounted for. Secretary of State John Kerry on Thursday called the attack a crime against humanity. It is not clear if the girls was corrected or when, even though where they were strapped with explosives, which may have been designated remotely. But experts say that Boko Haram appeared to be using the children in kidnap, such as 276 Chai Box girls who sparked the hashtag brain back our girls' social media campaign and using them as readily available supply of suicide bombers. Using children to carry and designate explosives is not a new tactic of Boko Haram, but it is an intensification. Boko Haram have been inducted in conscripting children and young men and women for long periods of various purposes. They will be seen by the movement as expandable resources, said Elizabeth Donnelly, assistant head of Africa program at London Chanhan House Think Tank. Boko Haram, roughly translated to Western Education and Sin, the group aims to create its own state 
based on strict Islamic laws. It has used female suicide bombers before, notably in spite of the attack last July in central northern city of Kano. But Peter Paham, director of African Center at the Atlantic Council, said the recent use of young girls represented a ratchet up of group bombing campaigns, first to women and now to children. Young women who are abducted, it has been suggested that they might be used as wives, but it's certainly possible they could be used as bombers, he said, added. There you have it. Islamic connection with Boko Haram. Furthering the priests of the Vatican. Who these motherfuckers work for? You know, the Vatican had position with you know um, America, of course. And you see how America orchestrated this whole ISIS, you know, what I'm saying ordeal. But there's another segmented article that we should go over. The number of young girls kidnapped at Boko Haram is near impossible to estimate. The group most high-profile kidnapping came in April last year, which took. 276 girls from a school in Chaipur. The only said abducted girls have provided the group with a resource of bombers is seen as completely expendable. Hmm. Then it goes on to say, as closing of this particular article, there was still no claim for the attacker, but it was the hallmark of Islamic Jihad group Boko Haram. Boko Haram has been trying to carve out a state in the country northeast since 2009. Madhu Girl is a birthplace of the insurgency that has killed thousands and displaced 2.1 million people. After President Mohamedou Buhari's inauguration, attack rolled across northern Nigeria and Mongolgari was hit on a nearly weekly basis. Motherfucking war going on. Man. It's going to be a matter of time for that shit to reach the American shores. To me, that all this doublement that being caused by Babylon is going to backfire on her ass. I'm assuming you still didn't answer my goddamn question. Anyway, I'm going to get an answer to, this, to the question I asked you guys. What titles gave reference to a member of Van Who Haram's clan? And with the Hashemites the Hussainis and the Hassanis. Another question from our Sunnis out there. Don't be scared. What are the titles that denote descendancy of Prophet Muhammad? Is it Sayyid? Sayyid Hashayid. It is all of them. Well, my Sunnis on here, so not answering the question, but getting the answers, I want you to turn around and ask your mind the same question. Another question. What is the title in reference to a direct bloodline descended by ways of his daughter, Fatima? Answer. 
the Ashraf clan. Now, you soon as go out there and ask your imam these questions, and he can't answer them, I want you to do me a favor. Get the hell out of Islam. Do yourself that favor right there. Another question. What was the Battle of Bansus pre-Islam? Battle of Bansus is a battle that took place before the expedition of Muhammad. Anyway, this should be the answer. It ranged between four 94 to 534 CE, and Prophet Muhammad didn't come into the picture until 570. You understand what I'm saying? That's approximately hmm, 36 years later. And it was a 40 year war. Another question. What were the name of two tribes in the Battle of Basur? Answer. Talib and Barak tribe. What was the Talib tribe? Answer. Large Arabian tribe of the Mesopotamia and Eastern Arabia. Lineage of the Adonite, quote unquote, North Arabian tribe. Another question. Did the Talib and Barker tribe related? Were they related? The Talib and Barker and Barker tribe. Answer is yes. All right, man. I'm gonna leave y'all sitting alone, man. I'm like y'all motherfuckers too afraid to answer my questions. So just ask your goddamn iman that shit. And if, and if you don't know that, then you need to at least get the fuck out of the mosque that you go to. And if you can't find nobody to answer that shit, get the fuck out of here. It's not. And all them answers, do some further investigations on them answers. You can see how phony and baloney the shit you represent is. You understand? You motherfuckers work for CIA agents. You motherfuckers work for Vatican. You don't work for the Roman Catholic Church, and you don't even know it. You know what I'm saying? And with that being said, and you still doing your motherfuckers a lot, and just go ahead and tell me, you know what I'm saying, what type of individual you are. You know what I'm saying, what you represent and what you stand for. You know what I'm saying? And we about to clear these goddamn smoke screens right here in Rock Authentic Media. That's what I'm saying. But, yeah, I'm going to make one more announcement for those who call in. Make sure you um, give give me a visit on Dr. Arlene Bayel's network, you know, on um, Monday. That's going to be December 7th, 9 p.m., you know, EST, call in 626-414-3535, all right? And to stay posted, you know, on the upcoming shows that we're going to be having here at Raw Authentic Media, make sure you visit kingginc.com. That's K-I-N-G-G-E-E. INC.com, and make sure you follow us at um, 7 o'clock, going to be from 7 to 11, Saturday. You know what I mean? We're going to go into part two of this shit, man, because, man, 
it was just a warm-up, and y'all ain't heard nothing yet, man. Until then, you know, um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, close this up with a couple of tunes, you know what I mean? So uh, y'all go ahead and uh, keep out these tunes, or y'all can just get back with us, you know, the following week. So let's hear from y'all later, family. That'll be easy out there. Your head up out there, you hear me? Watch out for these beasts out here. Oh, my ass, no.
the dark and the fire upon the power to From generation to generation, the tradition of righteousness is passed on. From the ancient, setting up precedence of excellence, ritual devotion to the mastery of the instrument. Strings with percussion and vocal, now you the vibration, one to order the most high meditation of the hybrid marijuana in Andrea, set and your power, music of bubble, singers of bubble, punchalists of bubble, come on into dark and the fire, but the power just ablaze up, the fire just ablaze
Welcome to Raw Authentic Media Family. I'll be good out there. Peace.
With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.